0: RDTDaily.com presents a Tara with comedian Tara Devlin.
1: All right. Are we on the air? I can't hear myself. Hello. Hello. Okay. Guys, sorry about that. Jeez. You know what happened? No, not that you, if you're listening on the podcast, you're like, what do you mean? Sorry. I have to start like <laughs> right off the bat with an apology. I was going to start the show, and then as I was going to go live, everything crashed on my computer. I don't know. And here goes my fucking mic. All right, guys, so please become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin so we don't have to put up with this shit anymore. I'm not taking it anymore. I, I. That's it. You ever have that day, a day like that? Where you're like, I'm not taking this shit anymore. That's how I I think I came out of the womb. Screaming a- about... And then I looked up and I saw my mother was Jean Devlin. And I was like, oh shit, it's on, bitches. All right. Welcome. Hello, Jim. Thank you for your super chat right out of the gate. Hello, So we're going to have a little bit of an experiment tonight. Jeff Waldorf is going to call in on the Skype, but I also have the phones open. We'll see how it goes. Don't get any ideas yet. We're not going to... Jeff is... What I'm going to have to do is add Jeff on the Skype and also keep the call-in going. I don't know how I'm going to do that. we'll learn about it together. So... I appreciate you guys for meeting me halfway, as you always do. So, I want to do as many shows as we possibly can. Shit. Fucking Mike. Everything sucks tonight. Technico- technically, it all sucks. My, wind sc- my pop screen is messed up. And everything sucks. Right. What a world. Okay. Yeah. Uh, um let me see. Let me get let me get my head focused because I was my my heart was going cuz everything as soon as I went to go live everything froze. So I was a little I'm a little bit thrown off. And okay, let's see. So let me just get in the game. My name is Tara Devlin. Thank you so much for hanging out. We meet here. We have a regular Scheduled time every Saturday evening from six to eight PM Eastern at the RDT Daily and and um and YouTube channels, and we are rebroadcast starting Sunday at six PM Eastern on Progressive Voices, SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher. Please give the show a good review on iTunes and keep coming back. It works if you work it, so work it. You're worth it, and live it, and what else? So I appreciate you all. We have patrons, we need patrons and we want to get the patreon up to we need about a thousand people. okay guys, okay and we will have if when we get to that that place and I know we will get there eventually, it's just going to take time and commitment on our my part and your part. But when we get to that point, we will have a regularly scheduled show. So you won't have to be like, is Tara going to be on tonight? We will have, we will meet here. We'll decide. I don't know. We can all come up with it together. What's the best time for us? I'm thinking eight o'clock might be a good time. Maybe not though. We'll have to discuss it um, amongst us, our family, our community and but we got a ways to go. So, in order to get there, I need your help. We have to do this together. This is really a community show. We stick together, we win. Is it's got to be a way of life nowadays, and we know that. We're not out of our minds. Yes. Fascism is coming to America. It's not coming, honey. It's here. You've been seeing what's going on. I've been saying it for years. I'm sorry. I'm. I hate to be right. I've been saying for years that in every every Republican chest beats the heart of fascism. And yes, have I been proven wrong yet? They every time they make a move, they they prove me right. Exactly what I've been saying, and I hate that. I want to be wrong. Today, for entertainment value, I was, I watched Twitler and Bill Barr. They announced this Operation whatever, Operation Distraction. That's what it should be called, Operation Fascist Distraction, where they're sending fascist police into Democrat- I hate that, okay? That bar- that really bothers me. Democrat, not democratic run cities. It is democratic. Democratic run cities because it's the the name of the party is the Democratic Party. So the but that's their that's their Frank Lunt Lee atwater tested Re uh, it's a pejorative where they call it the Democrat Party, and then they 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 say, Democrat Party is like flashing a gang sign to each other, oh, yeah, you're down. You're down with us. You're one of us, Democrat Party, yeah, right. Democrat Party. That's why we can't have nice things, ladies and gentlemen, because it's not really it's not merely about just having two different ideas about democracy or or you have ideas about how to um what do you call it how how to establish or how to get there you want you both want a economically vibrant and engaged uh, upwardly mobile um com- economically secure middle class the working class is the middle class and you but you have simple different ideas simply about how to accomplish these goals no that's not the way it is anymore the republicans are the enemies the founders warned us about every single one of them from your mama your auntie your your sister your daughter your babysitter your friend your neighbor, anybody who votes for these fascist bastards is part of the problem. They are, I liken them to the good Germans who turned their, their eyes from the atrocities that were going on right under their noses. And it didn't stop. I mean, it didn't start with concentration camps. Of course, it never does. So it starts with... What we see, this forced, fake-ass patriotism, because they're not patriots. They are the opposite of patriot. They don't know what it means to be a patriot. The lying, the the undermining of democratic institutions, the pillars of democracy. Calling the press the enemy of the people? Well, uh, let me make it simple for everybody. If you are somebody who calls the press the enemy of the people, you're the enemy of the people. You get it? That's how you know the enemy of the people. They're the ones calling the pr- pillars of democracy the enemy enemies of the people. So, and I I tell you all the time, we're not. Of course, I'm not. I'm not like. Um, This isn't corporate media, where we understand that the Democrats are also there in many cases, not all. That's the thing about the Democratic Party. I believe there's hope in the Democratic Party, but let's not kid ourselves either. We have to know what we're up against. Greed. That's what we're up against. Greed. But we got some greedy people in the Democratic Party. Some of them are bought and paid for by corporate interests. They run the government as an appendage to corporate affairs, as FDR warned us. That's the truth. We wouldn't be in this boat otherwise. But the Republicans, on the other hand, they are entirely— not only are they bought and paid for by the big-moneyed interests— They don't want democracy, period. They're not interested in an intelligent debate about how to have a functioning and vibrant middle class. No. They're out to destroy, divide, and conquer, undermine the middle class. They want the middle class. That's why they want you to think that we have a middle class, you see, when the middle class is dead the American middle class is now below 50% of the population. That means we don't have a functioning middle class. We don't have a functioning democracy. But if you're, we're living in a country where the majority of the American people live check to check. That's not a great economy. And it drives me insane. And this is why I ask you guys, and I guess this is why you're here, to support the actual, the real, the real liberal media. You're looking at it. It is the grassroots. We're doing this together. Because there you might hear some some truth on some of the more liberal-leaning corporate media outlets, but there are some third rails they're never going to touch. They're never going to talk about net neutrality. They're never going to talk about de deregulate or re-regulating the media. We're in this boat where six giant transnational corporations own media, all the media basically, because of Bill Clinton regulating or deregulating the media, allowing media concentration, the ownership of of uh where he, and cross um pollination, they call it. Where you can own a newspaper and a radio and the television station in the same market. That used to be a no no when we had representatives of the people and when we had a, a large majority of the American people who understood that democracies are not a given. They have to be cultivated, they have to be nurtured, and, uh, and they have to be protected from the big money interests, from the greedy bastards. Uh, So for the majority of the American experiment, we have been in this battle. It's always been. Well, it's the battle of Western civilization. The rich against the rest of us. Oh, yeah, you better believe it. So today, because whatever, I... I because I study Trump Trump Z's in a way it's sort of like how Jane Goodall studies the apes except apes are charming and intelligent and they would never uh, be such eager dupes of a con man like the Trump are so I was watching Bill Barr and I was watching Twitler they were they're speaking about their Operation, whatever the hell, Operation Destroy Democracy, because they're sending police, fascist-ass police. to the, the only reason they're sending them, of course, is to divide and conquer this country in the middle of a pandemic when 140,000 are dead in three months and 40 million are unemployed and 4 million are sick. With the coronavirus. And they got no plan. They have nothing. I've been saying it for years. Democrats may not be perfect. But at least. At least. They try. That's the thing with Republicans. They don't have any ideas. They have no plan. Their plan is divide and conquer. You see what's going on. You're not. You're not um, seeing things, yeah. They're sending fascist-ass police into the streets of of the of America, and I was on because I was studying the Trumpansies today. I should write a, I should do a dissertation really on on Trumpansies in their natural habitat on Facebook, on social media. These idiots. I was, because I posted, I wanted, I set the trap for them. Sort of like, you know how, well, what, you know, it's an interesting thing. I remember I was in college. I was studying. I can't remember exactly what we were reading about, but there was a monkey. They tried, they had to capture this monkey. And they drilled a hole in a rock, a very long hole. And, at, and they hollowed out. So it was a long hole with the... With um, a hollowed-out piece, it was only long enough so they could stick their hand in, and but they couldn't; uh, they could only remove their hand if they opened up their fist. So they put a bunch of nuts at the end of this hole in this well, and when the monkey would stick his hand in, he grabbed the he grabbed these nuts, and he didn't want to let go of the nuts. So we get stuck in the rock, and so I, I kind of set a trap, not really. I don't know. I I wrote. I wanted to see what I wanted to see the flying monkeys come out of the woodwork. So on Bill Barr's speech and Trump's uh, on the on the feed that was coming from the White House, I wrote Republicans are the enemy of the people, <laughs> and then I sat back. I should have recorded it for for my dissertation, but like, 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 as to be expected, they came swooping down. They need to solve the con man's very fragile ego, and they're all very, they're re- really kind of, they're really twisted. Frankly, I have. Wait, I gotta call you, Jeff. Jeff is calling in. I have to call you anyway, whatever. You know, this is I blame Jeff for this, really. <laughs> <laughs> you know why? You know what everybody
2: does. I know I'm Used to that only I'm like the <laughs> a whipping boy of the left, apparently. Right. Because, you know, little, little does anybody know that I'm kind of into that. So
1: right. You know. So you're they're playing right into your hands. Well, we could just keep talking and I can yeah. we'll, we'll go back and forth and I will try to figure this out as we go. But sure. yes, so I was I don't know if you were listening to the first part of the show. It started a little, little late. It's been a lot of technical difficulties tonight, don't but believe me, I have <laughs> yeah, to exactly, especially, that. especially on the left, because we don't have you know, we have to we don't have billionaire benefactors right. funding us. We only have each other, so Absolutely. yeah, and you look good. You have great lighting. You have great a great set.
2: Thank you. It's, feel- uh, you know it's it's DIY uh, and a little bit of green screen magic. That's and, uh,
3: fucking great. All
2: uh you know all really self taught. Um, because that's what we have to do in the lab. That's right. Like I said we don't we don't have the billionaires. We don't we don't have George Soros. So at least I'm not. I George know. Oh, I'm getting
1: George Soros. I wish. I I yeah, really I mean- it must have got lost in the mail. <laughs>
2: Must have. all of mine too, mine too. Where are my untold millions? Right, for, uh, right. you know, pushing pushing the radical left agenda. I don't, I don't
1: right. really understand. and that's why I I was actually I was on Twitter earlier, and somebody had yeah. tweeted this image of George Soros with a with a chessboard, and he was moving around Antifa pieces, <laughs> like little that, pawns that were dressed yeah. like Antifa. And I was like, really? I wish. Where, where are the Antifa meetings? Where yeah. can I send my dues? Where, uh, really? Right?
2: <laughs> yeah. And, 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 you know, I mean, behind all that is, I mean, it's all that anti Semitic imagery. As well. Right. Right. You know, like, oh, he's the master controller yep. of, the, of the Antifas. And, you know, <laughs> so we start hearing about, you know, oh, how. there we go. It, you know, it, we've got all this uh, you know, backing behind us and it's right. all right a sinister plot.
3: I know to, to
2: come in, you know, take your take your freedoms and microchip you and all right. that stuff. And exactly. The irony is that they're writing from the you know, from their cell phones or their computers <laughs> which have lots of microchips in them. Right and Facebook which tracks everybody and the government that's that
1: true. Already does. That's I mean, true. Exactly.
2: Yeah, these are the people that are in favor of things like the NDAA, for example. Mm. This is something that you and I, mm-hmm. as progressives, we're we're against. We're against this kind of just blatant, you know, misuse of our of our data, right. you know, that's being mined by the government, uh, supposedly for our security, and which they use to, you know, spy on people having. <laughs> votes. I mean, it's just. I mean, I mean, conservatives never say anything about that. Maybe once in a while we've got to. Uh, a little peep from Rand Paul, but then he mm, goes back to right. conservative I've and back to kissing Donald Trump's ass. So right. I don't know if I can say that in the air. But oh yes, did. you Sorry. can.
1: You can. Okay. You can curse. You can scream. I I try not to curse only because I don't sure. know. I I do it, but I feel like eh, maybe I shouldn't because maybe that's why I don't know. That... Only
2: well, you know, I I think I think when it's deemed appropriate, right. you know what I mean. Right. They're definitely definitely moments where you want to just you know yell out a yell out an f-word or whatever exactly in these days yes. I mean there's a lot of moments where you want to do that exactly <laughs> For
1: sure. exactly well i just as the as the show goes on it it gets lit as it gets later the yeah. curses, curses start flying and i yeah <laughs> because really okay well Let's just get down to business here because the, sure. they could see you. I don't know if you could see. We, I figured out the split,
3: split screen,
1: you. so everything's looking good except I'm really seeing how washed out I am on my camera. I, that's probably works in my favor, though, because maybe it looks like, you know, it's sort of like when Lucille Ball, I always <laughs> – you ever watch that movie Mame with Lucille Ball whenever – because she was older. Mm-hmm. And whenever they cut to a close up of her, it was completely it was like if she was looking you're looking through uh you know, you're like you're underwater you can't barely see it's all because mm-hmm. she's mm-hmm. all wrinkled. So <laughs> I'm not wrinkled, but I think maybe oh, no, no, this, I, uh Sarah and I we,
2: <laughs> we we uh you know we spent some time uh, yes. with each other back in, in New, actually in New Jersey, right? That's
1: right. At that. In fact, I was thinking of you. The reason why, because when we were at this Minds event, it was called the Minds event. M-I-N-D-S. Yeah. Yeah. And we were, um, there weren't many progressives there. We were kind of outnumbered by the yeah, fascists. We're the
2: only, basically the only ones. Right. We with, uh, Graham Elwood was the other guy that was with us. Right. Uh, and we were on a panel together. And Tara, mm-hmm. you had your own panel where you were arguing with, I think, with Lauren Chen. Yes,
1: Lauren yeah. Chen. Oh my God! Right. And but I didn't realize that we were. So I see. I knew that all this, there was a lot of controversy going on with that because. Oh, yeah, a lot absolutely. of people pulled out of it, and I didn't realize yeah. it until later. But it's fine. They gave us a free hotel, so I enjoyed that, and and it was fun except yeah except for i don't know if you saw recently yeah that i remember meeting what's his name andy what's that guy andy no andy yeah andy he Ngo? is back in the news because oh he is uh, and he's against antifa he's been tweeting about antifa mm-hmm. andy no is he's a grifter And Mm -hmm. I remember now because he was in. I didn't know who the hell he was, to tell you the truth. And they introduced me to him and I was like, oh, hi, nice to meet you. And he said, what do you do? And I was like, oh, I run I run Republican Dirty Tricks and I have uh, a show called Tower Buster on progressive voices. And he was like, "Mm." like he made this face like he like. (laughs) And I was like, "Okay, right. That was the
2: guy that got milkshaped. Right.
1: Right, and I didn't know his whole backstory, and I was like, okay, whatever. And then I was filled in about what a yeah. true um, bottom feeder he is. He is a grifter. He he was hit with a milkshake, and then yep. he turned it into this... This is what they do, though. He turned it mm-hmm. into a um, basically a cause that he started a GoFundMe page. He said that they put cement in the in the milkshake, Milkshakes. right? Yeah, yeah, So he had... And he claimed that he had brain damage from the milkshake, being hit in the head with the milkshake, or whatever, being hit with a milkshake. Who cares? I mean, you, uh, these snowflakes... I'm not saying go hit people with a milkshake, but Nobody's this, saying that. this is what they do. They blow everything out of proportion. And they're the, they are the victims. And this is why, I mean, this is fascism in a nutshell. It's one of the aspects of fascism. And if you study Nazi, the, the history of Nazi Germany, they mm. played the same trick that they are, that they're the victims. Everything that they did, th- that it was in self-defense. Kristallnacht self defense in fact after that when they the they uh broke the night of broken windows where mm-hmm. they attacked jewish shops and they vandalized and terrorized i think and people were killed during this riot mm-hmm. they actually billed the the jewish shop owners for the damage to to, to that they had been subjected to c- right. as, because they had st- the victims? Yeah, it was and, and the Nazis who were the victims, even though they were the right. perpetrators. So, yeah, this is what history after, repeats right. exactly. What's that?
2: Yeah, it, you see it so much too. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, you know, you know your your examples. Uh, we have so many examples. We have the president who plays victim all the time. Yep. I mean, he's he's probably the most visible example of this. Right. Uh, and everything he does, you know, and and I believe he expects the criticism from what he does. That's why he keeps doing it. Because then he later on, he he can go and say, uh, you yeah, know, the media was very unfair to me. Everyone yep. was already very unfair to me. <laughs> uh, you know, my own advisor is very, very unfair to right. me. Uh, I can't believe that they would do something like this. Right. I'm such a victim. <laughs> and it really does get them on their side because there is this us versus them mentality mm-hmm. where they are. No, no, everyone's against us. That isn't 100% with us. Right, uh, right. So we, we are we're the ones that are truly suffering here mm-hmm. as we, you know, as Donald Trump orders, you know, troops into Chicago and, yep. and Portland to to crush peaceful
1: protests. That's right. And he's equating, this is what's so dangerous here. And this is the other one good thing is that when I'm listening to the corporate media, I am hearing them call this out for what it is. They're not as much sure. as I, I, I'm. Uh, I hate them. For for example, even today when he has another press conference, and they all have to, they all get together and talk about his tone. Who cares? Why are you right. playing this game? ABC News had a the uh, this article. Oh, the president's tone has shifted. Are you kidding me? Are we? Uh, how many times does he have to play this game? The president's tone. It, this is nothing but an act, and every all of these corporate media mouthpieces fall for it. But they are calling out the fascism. And let me see if I can play this video, which uh, I hope you can also see. That's it's a an right. experiment that I think you'll be able to see it. If I let me see, I know this is why right, you you need to go to Patreon.com. <laughs> Slash Tara to support the show. Because maybe we'll get somebody, we'll get a uh, a producer in here one of these days. Let's see if you can see this video, too, Jeff. Okay. <laughs> Nothing's there. No, it's not working. Uh-oh. It was. Let me see. Actually, it was general. You know what happened? I fucked up. It, that was my fault. Okay. Because I...
3: Do it live.
1: Yeah, whatever. We're doing it live. Hold on, because I don't know if you just saw right before we came on air, General Honore. He was called. Let me see if I could show everybody my screen. Oh, fuck it. Whatever. This sucks. I'm sorry, Jeff. Well, you'll have to come back again another day when we're better at this. So, no, but but not, this is good. this is good. Um, yeah, yeah. We're we're doing all right anyway. But so let me let let me just. Uh, Fuck. All right. I don't have the video. Yeah, it was General Honoré, who they call him... Remember he was one of... He was one of... He became well-known for uh, his work after Katrina. uh, Mm. And he is... They they call him the Mad Cajun or something like that. And he's very well... He's a well-known general, but he was on CNN or MSNBC, I believe, saying... He was calling this out as fascism. He was saying this is bullshit. He, he literally said this is bullshit. and He's right. Yeah, and that they are wearing, the fact that they're wearing BDUs, that's the other thing, battle dress uniform. Right. And they're in the streets. They're, and in many cases, yes, they are pulling people off the streets, but mm-hmm. they're not, in other cases, they're just beating people, Period. They're not doing anything but beating people like that Navy vet who mm-hmm. who went over. I'm sure you have seen that video where they just wailed on this guy. And so, he, yeah,
2: where, where, where are the NRA? Where, where's the NRA? Right. Where, where's where's the um, where's the, where's oath the keep,
1: Yeah. The oath keepers.
2: Where are they? Where were you guys? I, I mean, I, I thought you're supposed to be there to. To rise up whenever the government right. gets exactly. and, and oversteps their boundaries and doesn't respect states' rights, you know, uh, Portland. I mean, they don't want the federal jack-booted thugs. That's right. in their city. Mm-hmm. They said, no, we we can handle this on our own. And actually, um, there was a uh, one of the protesters. There was an article in Truth out earlier today uh, that talked about this. And it might have been out uh, uh, actually, like, earlier this week or whatever. Uh, But he was talking about, and and let me see if I can find the quote Mm -hmm, here. mm -hmm. Uh, Here we go. Um, Doug Smith. uh, No, this is uh, King Turner, actually. Uh, And he spoke to uh, KPTV, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, And he said, I've had enough. When they started snatching people off the street, it becomes apparent that the federal government is just not in check. It was even tampering down. And then the feds got involved. And Lit it up, mm, it's like throwing right. gas on a fire,
1: absolutely. And so,
2: mm-hmm. they had, I mean, so, 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 what the federal government is doing on Trump's orders, by the way, right, is going in to these areas where they're not wanted and, and abducting people off the street, right, uh, off no charges, right, uh, you know, just letting them back, uh, letting them go, uh, later on, maybe after taking them, yep. you know, for, uh, yeah. around the block. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, I mean, that is clear fascist behavior.
1: Absolutely.
2: These are the jackbooted thugs. Mm-hmm. These are the, the big government coming in yep. and going after people. But the reason that the NRA is not there is because, oh, it happens to be people protesting for black, you know, in favor of black right. lives.
1: That's right. That's uh,
2: right. Or, you know, black people. Mm-hmm. And so that's why. That's yep. why. That that's explains right. everything you need to know about why the federal government is doing what they're doing.
1: Right absolutely and they and it also exposes the complete and utter hypocrisy of yes. the republican party and the right wing who i've said for years that in every republican chest beats the heart of fascism and here it is they're not standing up and earlier today and we were talking about this yesterday actually yeah not yeah i was on the air yesterday and we were talking about you know they carry these pocket constitutions where you're <laughs> but they only take it out they pretend oh look um this is why you can't have health care. This is why, uh, you know, your health, your problem. Where's your pocket constitutions? They're stuck in your pockets now, right? They, they, it's, right. Exactly. Exactly. I,
2: they they have ripped out everything else except for the Second Amendment.
1: That's right. That's, That's all the all only
2: ma- one that they open it up to mm-hmm. and probably fall asleep to, to it at night. <laughs> right. Just
1: snuggled up to their bosom. Yes. Like, oh. Second suckling amendment. it like I a baby, you. like a baby suckling yep. a, like on a binky. Well, that's how they nurse, <laughs> nurse their prejudices. That's what it is. They yeah. lack. Oh, that's- yeah, that's what it is. They learn. They nurse. This, this is what Republicans do. This is why I and con- it's really conservatives. Uh When I say Republicans, it's conservatives of all stripes, even if they're. But the Democrats. Here's the thing. Okay, in my mind, because we know that Democrats are part of the problem. They are there are many corporate democrats, but they would never, no democrat. This is what you why I feel like there is hope for the Democratic Party if we get rid of all the corporate lickspittles because they would never. This would never fly in the Democratic Party. That they would never have a con man with a fake university and a fake multi-level marketing vitamin scam as their Standard bearer, it would not happen, and it's, yeah, they wouldn't yeah. let the, they wouldn't get away with it. They wouldn't allow it. Would not fly. So yeah,
2: it is important that you made the distinction between corporate Democrats and and actual progressives. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I mean, look, I know it's going to be an unpopular opinion, right? But you guys remember Standing Rock. Yes. You guys remember Standing Rock. You guys remember Keystone XL. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that was President Obama's time, right? And we had federal troops out there. You know, doing uh, water cannons and yep. and against the the natives. That's you right. You know, in order to yeah. help a, a corporation, not even an American corporation, but a Canadian corporation, be able to build right. pipelines. Yep. Throughout, you know, this this country, and 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 of course, you know, the problem with that was polluting water supplies. Yes. You know, pipelines they they spill, especially with that. You know, you know that uh, tar sands Mm -hmm. is is actually the worst for pipelines. Absolutely, and it's a guarantee to burst and to and to contaminate that aquifer. Yep. And again, that was that was Obama. Yes, we did eventually win on that issue. Uh, Right now, it's even even the courts are saying, sorry, you don't have the ability to build that pipeline. Mm. So in the long run, we did win, but right. Even under a Democrat, right, and and even under such a, a person like Obama, yep, which generally I think a lot of us are are fairly favorable, you know, to, towards. Um, even he, you know, does sides with with those corporations, right, uh, in in those respects, and so, yep. you know, it, it, you're right to make that distinction between corporate Democrats. A progressive would never do something like this, and of course, Obama n- never did order, you know, uh, troops into a city. Right. Uh, as far as I as right.
1: far as I know. Yes, it's true. But he it's we we know that. But we also know we know what we're dealing with. Obama was not a progressive. That was one of a great heartbreak of mine. I I hoped he would be. I was really hoping he would be the next FDR. But that was me projecting my own hopes and dreams. I, I really feel that Obama in general was like a national Rorschach test for everyone he he was either your deepest fears for these these filthy fascist racist bastards or you would project your greatest hopes and that's why they i mean he was good he spoke well of course he was a great orator he but that whole change you can believe in that is that, that's the equivalent that's the, re- the left wing equivalent of make America great again what is change you can believe in it doesn't mean anything it means what you what you want it to mean so yeah and that's what was so frustrating about Obama was that he was not a progressive not at all
2: and yet he was a competent president yeah and you could definitely give him that and he was uh, a and you know a smart guy and uh you know a a good leader right Mm -hmm. just not the progressive leader no that nah. we're looking for he was <laughs> right. he was great he was one of the best corporate democrats absolutely that we have center you know center right great great guy um yeah you know but and and did some good things and and we can't you know we can't erase that no uh, and we and we wouldn't want to and and you know we we got to give him credit where credit is due but yeah. just remember drone program right
1: kill list yeah uh, exactly. I hate black sites. Right. Well, uh, it's true, right? Exactly. Yeah. This a kill list, the, the stuff like that, it's the, you know, we would be like, okay, well, it's Obama doing it. Now Trump has now the Trump's ability to do that. So yeah. how are we feeling about it? And Not look so what's going on. Well, the only, one of the good things about what's happening right now. And this is what we said when Twitler was elected, despite receiving fewer votes. We always mm. have to remember that. But sure. is that at, at least it will wake people up? If this doesn't wake people up, I don't know what will wake people up right now. Mm. Well, we know yeah. that the 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 right, because what I was saying earlier before, because uh, before you you uh, we got our phone call working. Was that mm-hmm. I was on the speech? Bill Barr was giving his live speech today, whatever mm-hmm. about how Operation uh, F.U. or whatever it's called. <laughs> and I went in on, I went in there in the chat, and I dropped, uh, Republicans are the enemy of the people because I wanted to see what they would, resp- you know, because they all came flying out of the woodwork and. Mm-hmm. It's fascinating to me. to I'm, I'm watching them. I'm, I study them like Jane Goodall studied the apes, and <laughs> it's fascinating that they're like, what do you mean Republicans are the enemies of the people? That's the Democrats. The Democrats, you have it exactly backwards, they're saying. And I keep thinking and saying, and I, I say it here a lot, how, how really will we be able to have a functioning society, when you we have so many people who are completely bamboozled by a con man and have a complete different definition of what it means to be an American, you really.
2: I, I mean, what Yeah, you know, I think the big issue too is media, right? Mm-hmm. And and I think you've you know, you've probably Zero, heard yep, me harp on yep. this point before. You know we've got uh media that that caters to conservatives, yeah, and we also have media by the way, that caters to establishment
1: democrats, yes,
2: and so fox news is is uh specifically designed to be the propaganda arm for the Republican mm-hmm. party, and so they feed people things that are not actually true, uh things that are you know. Patently false. I mean, you've seen the studies before, right? Yep. Yep. Where people who watch Fox News are more misinformed. Yes. They right? know less. <laughs> yes. Than people who watch other news stations, or no and news so, at
1: all. No news at all. No, they are no, less. No in, news at all. Yes. Yeah, so people, you would learn more overhearing it in an elevator by accident than yep. the than people who watch Fox News. So yeah.
2: Exactly. Mm-hmm. And it it does seem kind of unfair for me to say you know what I'm going to say next. Uh, and so, yeah, I guess I want to give that caveat. <laughs> MSNBC is a little bit of the same way with yeah. liberals, except that they're, you know, it's not so much that they're feeding people false information, uh, unless it's about Bernie Sanders, right? Once. Right? Because uh, that's, I mean, when yes. it comes to somebody like Bernie Sanders or a progressive, yep. they don't exactly like.
3: <laughs> well, then
2: they can say <laughs> things that, that aren't exactly true. There and you we've, go. You know, called them out before on our shows before, but it's not level. It's not to the you know, level of what they do at Fox news. And so it really mm-hmm. makes it because, you know, it p- progresses and liberals. We have a lot in common, mm-hmm. right? We've got a ton in common and I really would love to work, you know, with, with other liberals, uh, to do things like Medicare for all. Yeah. And a green deal and a, and a, and a $15, you know, living wage or $20 living wage. Yeah, absolutely. Around at that, mm-hmm. uh, and, and do all that stuff. Um, it's just that you know, like we got to get on the same and and I think most of us are because when you look at the polls, uh, you know somewhere around eighty eighty percent of Democrats or something like that or seventy plus uh, agree with you know those kind of policies and it's just I think the big the big issue is here you know how do we get there and what do we do what's the vehicle for it. Uh, and, and you know, that always gets me to the criticisms of Joe Biden. Uh-huh. Uh, and,
1: <laughs> I know. And I, yeah.
2: and I guess the representation of Joe Biden. Mm. Uh, you know, the Republicans are saying, oh, my God, radical. The, he's such a radical leftist. Right. Bernie Sanders I know. Is, is advising him on I some wish. policies. And I said, <laughs> I wish.
1: Exactly. Joe
2: Biden were as leftist. Oh, as Fox please. Is calling him. Right. And it always makes me think back to. Uh, one of the criticisms of Bernie Sanders is well what are republicans are going to call him a communist.
1: That's right. And guess what they're calling Joe Biden a That's communist. That's right. That's all they all, got. That's their so, they got. yeah, they got a no bore. Boor- they're so boring. That's what it is. They don't have any new ideas. Their their idea is they got one idea. Make the rich richer. Period. And and they use somebody fight
2: each other. Mhm. Mhm.
1: Yep. Yep. So it's yeah, you, they're going to call us a socialist a commie i get called a commie i don't i mean it's like i get i yawn it's like please come up with a new line of attack you're tedious it's so goddamn tedious commie yeah that no one's asking for the government to control the means of production or what we're asking for the, not asking. We're fucking demanding. I'm sorry. I didn't mean yeah. to curse. But to no. have <laughs> for for th- for ha- to have a functioning society that works for more than just the rich. And yeah. if if it, if Medicare for all, if universal health care is something that makes you a communist nation, then the entire earth is a communist plot i suppose and uh, 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 yeah. except
2: for that lone bastion of america
1: <laughs> right Where well you're
2: the only ones that are resisting the
1: commies yeah we're we're, we're free to die without help ha- we're free to go on GoFundMe, me usa that's what it is yeah. it sickens uh, me that people yeah. have to go beg on GoFundMe for medical care it's so it's really it's sick and the way that what do i what i do on my show a lot And in general, I'm trying whenever I go on somebody else's show, too, or in general, I try I'm trying to push the new. uh, Well, not new. Is it new? I don't know. But push the narrative to reclaim patriotism. We we are the patriots. They are not. And we all we talk about it here all the time because we conceded that to them when you go on if you go on a right wing let's say youtube channel whatever they were all funded like for example lauren chen we mentioned Mm -hmm. her when at that seminar or not seminar whatever the hell that was that gathering the panel yeah she lauren chen come on she's somebody she's interesting she you know she's being funded they what they do is they go right on they put her they put all these obscure right-wing youtubers they get funded by not just well, by the mercer family they get pulled on to fox news they be they become they get made into bigger bigger deals especially like, look at this Terrence. What's that guy? He's a young black. Terrence K. Williams. Yes, him. Yep. They're so, they're not. there's nothing interesting about them. And they don't bring anything to the table. All they do is regurgitate the, the party line. And somebody like Terrence Williams, he because he's black, they love him especially, and like Diamond and Silk, because they use them as human shields and lauren chen too same thing they hide well, behind them that, mm-hmm.
2: exactly right there's nothing that the right wing doesn't love more than using uh, a black person to attack black people that's right uh, yep. using a, a member of the lgbt community to speak against the LGBT. oh community. yes yep dave rubin's a great example of mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. Uh, and so and dave rubin it, I, don't, I don't even think he's legitimate and, and, and to be honest i think a lot of these people are not legitimate Right. It's just a way to get easy money because uh, they absolutely. have yep. all that cash that they're willing to give out to people. Yep. Tommy Lawrence, same thing. Oh, yeah. A you know, woman to speak against women, and she's somebody who was talking about popping the pee in college. I know. Uh, <laughs> and so, oh, I mean, God. you go and, and you find those old tweets. Oh, yeah. Uh, and they're gone now, but.
1: Oh, well, they, we got posterity. screenshots. So, yeah. She's That's like, right. uh, bad news. I had to get a job. Good news. It's at my mom's store and chill as F. Yeah. And yeah, she's (laughs) summer school sucks was one of the, I mean, she's an ignoramus. She's horrible.
2: (laughs) But funny enough too, there was an old video of her, uh, with her talking about and asking a question. I think it was like, sort of like a, like a, maybe a news panel. Maybe it was a a game. show. I don't quite remember Mm -hmm. the context of it, but she was asking somebody about climate change. And she said, well, we only have so many years left. What are we going to do about climate change?
1: Oh I mean, wow! We've got to do, See,
2: well, do something there you and go. So, and, and now it's because of the money. Yep.
1: Like, that's it. That's all it is. That goes to show you this is who they are. They have no integrity. We it's a fake move. exactly. They're fake news. Like nobody's business. And plus, they also, if you would almost, it almost, you almost respect them more if they actually. Believed what they were talking about, and but this is—they're such calculating, and they're so—they're so divisive. And I've told this story before, because well, one will tell it again. Mike Malloy told me about (laughs) Sean Sean Hannity, because they ran. Well, he was—he used to do a show in Atlanta. Sean Hannity was on radio, and they knew Mike Malloy, and they were at some radio event. And this is years ago. I mean, many, many, talking decades. And he said to Malloy, oh, hey, you're still doing that liberal talk? The money's in conservatism. So, and Mike Mm. said, yeah, of course, you know, don't, uh, whatever it is. Of course, it's only anecdotal, right? But Mm -hmm. Mike said that uh, Sean Hannity is the stupidest person he ever met. He never had an original thought in his head. And there you go. And he is advising the president. They're on the phone every night, apparently. You hang up, no, you hang up. It's, <laughs> it's really sickening. These grown ass men who, and you know, if this doesn't prove to everybody one, all right, all right. I'm getting my thoughts all jumbled in my head. Cause I'm like, there's so many things going on. But for example, like after the great depression, the I remember hearing a story about I don't know where I read it or heard it or somebody told me that their father maybe it was on a call or on Mike Malloy's show or something. Who their father had said when they the this she was an older person and when she became old enough to vote, she asked her father who should I vote for? And he said, "Well, let me tell you," because he had he had gone through the Great Depression. and He said, "I." will never tell you who to vote for, but let let's just remember that the Republicans did nothing during the Great Depression, and the Democrats won't let you starve in the streets. So that's all he said, and I always remember that because that's really the truth. They did nothing during the Great Depression, and they let it they let people suffer because they are. Filthy, disgusting, greed-centered ideologues who hate democracy. I mean, that's really the bottom line. And the only state in the whole country that had any kind of um, assistance programs was New York because FDR was the governor. And so he gave the New Deal kind of like a trial run here. There were unemployment insurance and food assistance and whatnot. But same thing now. Here, fast forward to this catastrophe. Every time Republicans get their filthy, disgusting, greed-centered fingers around the neck of power, they destroy everything they touch. But here, in this catastrophe, they are always way over their heads. They are, because com- they're ideologues. Everything is a tax cut. Look at what they want to do now. People are unemployed, all the unemployment they want they want to have a payroll tax cut because it's never a bad time to destroy social security right right and so this is what's going on here is the bullshit they can't they they suck at everything they do, so they you can only bullshit reality so far and so anyway, even as
2: I, I, well i'm gonna disagree with you on one point mm-hmm. uh, of them sucking at what they do mm. They are, they're actually really good at what they do. It's just what they do right. is right. enriching the donors. That's and true. Themselves. That
1: is true. That's, yes, the way, right, when you put it that way. It is true. Because yeah. they, they're, they're this is by, right, this is by design. They are fantastic, you're right, at deceiving this entire country into the whole, all of their bullshit. Oh, wow, I'm just, it's like the, all of a sudden, I see the Matrix again. Wow, because <laughs> it's like, yeah, they don't suck. They're this is exactly what they have been planning. What am I talking about? Of course, they're brilliant. They they just have absolutely no qualms about letting people starve in the streets, letting this country fall to into complete and utter chaos, oligarchy, or. As long as they can keep getting rich and hide behind the walls of their gated communities, they've been really successful. They've also been successful now that we say it at mm-hmm. this at at bringing the FDR Democratic Party into into their paradigm. Now the Democrats are like, oh, big government's over, big government, you know. So yep. that's why we're in this boat. So yeah, yep. you're right. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, Bill Clinton said the uh, you know never forget the the era of big government is over. That's right, right. And uh, he brought those welfare reforms that have put yep. millions of, of of people in poverty, mm-hmm. uh, kept millions in poverty, yep. uh, and has a disproportionate effect on the African American community. Yep. And so never forget that. That's right. Uh, and now you know we have uh, people like, uh, for example, Joe Biden, yep. uh, near Tandon, uh, people at the DNC that are saying, in the middle of a pandemic, sorry. We just can't do single payer health, right? (laughs) And not only can we not do it, it would actually make things worse.
1: That's what they say. I know, yeah,
2: a complete Uh, lie. Yeah, when you look at people that are getting you know uh, bills for tens of thousands, hundred thousands, I saw a story about a man getting a 1.1 million dollar bill after. Uh, after recovering from coronavirus, that's right. Yeah, uh, right. Who's probably going to have complications for the rest yes, of their lives? Yes,
1: that's it. We don't know. That, we exactly. The more is going to be revealed get about a lot. Mm-hmm.
2: But there are people that have complications with their hearts. Yeah, complications with their lungs. Uh, you know, other complications. People have had strokes. Yes, uh, young young people, mm-hmm. people in their thirties, that doesn't get talked about enough with that's coronavirus. Right. Yeah. Who's going to pay for that treatment? Because mm-hmm. these people. Forty percent of Americans before the coronavirus pandemic could not afford a four hundred dollar emergency. Can really right. somebody afford a hundred thousand no. dollar? or you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars in medical bills if they're lucky enough to survive the coronavirus right. pandemic. That's why we need single payer. That's why we need progressive policy. That's it. That's what the Democrats aren't doing, and that's what the Republicans, of course, will oppose to their very dying breath, right. and have always opposed yep. that kind of progress. They want to roll back the ACA. They're rolling back Obamacare. I right know. Their it's own
1: health care plan.
2: <laughs> that too. Right. Their own health care plan. Uh, the the Heritage Foundation, Romney yep. Care, they said, no, it's an abomination of government. Get rid of it. God, I hate Why? them. Why? Because, uh, well, I can give you a hint. It's the first part of that name. Right. Obama.
1: Right. And care too. They hate anything that cares for anybody but themselves. They, this is what Neither yeah don't. right. It's true because but that that is really caring for themselves too. They, they would sell out their own mothers. They would push their mothers. I love that that. Um, remember that commercial against it was a about Paul Ryan Ryan, where the they were like oh it's just gone too far. Because he was pushing a old lady over a cliff in a wheelchair. Oh, yes. <laughs> and I'm talking about, and of course, the Democrats. This is why Democrats make me sick sometimes. The corporate Democrats, they're like, oh, that's just beyond the pale. That's Are you kidding me? They're Stop being so stupid. Stop being, and yet, ugh, God.
2: These are the same people, by the way, that really enjoy the ads from the Lincoln Project. Yes,
1: exactly. It's
2: the same kind of... It's the same kind of ad, which by the way, I look, I love those ads. I think yes.
1: they're great. Yes, no, they're great. They are. Absolutely. They are
2: great. But you know, like understand that the people that are making them, they're, they're not our friends.
1: Right. They're Republicans. And They're
2: Republicans. That's what they're drives some me insane. Bush exactly.
1: Mhm. And these are the Republicans, the same Republicans that brought us Sarah Palin, that put Sarah Palin. mm mm-hmm, Mhm. Next to uh, what one seventy eight year old man, cancer survivors, heartbeat away from the presidency. So, if it if it weren't for Steve Schmidt, we wouldn't have a twittler today. Every every line that they crossed, every time that they, this is what they do. They found Sarah Palin. It didn't matter that she was unqualified. She ticked off. Some boxes for them, and they they that's it, that's all they care about. It's like and, when, get I'm sorry, go ahead.
2: Oh, no, I was just gonna say, the democrats are showering money, yes, establishment democrats are showering the Lincoln project with money, yes. And and I keep warning people they're gonna turn those cannons on to us,
1: that's right, that's they're all it is, after
2: us, progressives, yes, not the establishment. Because understand, yeah, uh, and Emma Viglin put this very, very Hello, well, exactly. Uh, she said uh, that that basically this is a way for Republicans to get leverage on a Biden administration for yes. all of their help during twenty twenty, in order to push him to go to the right. That's to right. the leverage of Bernie Sanders yep. and the progressive wing of the party, which Biden already is partial to the conservative wing of the party. Absolutely. We, we've known that, I mean, we we all see, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, and this. I mean, this could be a, a a way to get you know Biden to stay away from that and to not concede to his friend Bernie, self-described so friend. <laughs> right,
1: standards. right, absolutely. Well, they have. We were talking about on the show yesterday. John Kasich is going to speak at the Democratic National Convention. Fu.
2: Right. Anti-union union yes. buster. John Kasich. Yeah. Balanced budget amendment. Exactly.
1: I mean, hello. That's what drives me insane about these Republicans. I mean, Democrats that they they're not they're not the FDR party anymore. And this is why we have to we do the shows that we do. Honestly, it's true. I I, uh, your answer was a thousand percent right. It is the media without media. We're done.
2: Yeah, and 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 pr- we've got to have progressive media. Yep, we've got to get out that message. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's the most important thing is to make sure that people know what's going on. I mean, a lot of people will still look at the Democratic Party and go, "Yeah, I, I think they're fighting for us." Right. And in some in some instances, social issues, especially, mm-hmm. you're absolutely right. And, you know, if, if there's a reason to vote for Joe Biden, that's probably it Mm -hmm. uh, because he's going to help with, he's going to be fine with trans rights, he's going to protect gay rights, he's going to protect all that stuff. And that's all well and good. And that's great. Yeah. And that, that is a, that is a reason to vote for him, you know, and to get Donald Trump, the, the anti-gay, you know, fascist out of the white house. Yep. And so understand, like we are. We're we're not trashing Biden because we like Trump, right? You know what I mean. I, I think I think all your viewers and and my yes. viewers pretty much already know that. I mean, you know, you call him Twitler, <laughs> yes. You no, know, they know. Just, but understand that we critique Biden and the Democrats because we do want them to be better because we do. Yes. At our core, we believe in the message, right? Mm-hmm. We believe in the left. We we are the left, mm-hmm. and and we want the Democrats to be a better party to be representative of all of us right again when you check the polls and and 70 80 percent of uh, democrats agree with you know our policy proposals there are some obviously conservative democrats and republicans that have changed their party affiliation to come over to become democrats Mm -hmm. because of the embarrassment of donald trump right uh but most of us we all agree on the issues
1: yep that's right
2: and and we might have some fights about you know how we're going to get there and how long of a time frame it's going to be. I'm a believer in in sudden change.
1: Yeah, Uh, yeah.
2: You know, people powered out in the streets. I mean, look how fast, you know, we we got started looking for justice for George Floyd. That's
1: it, yeah. And how
2: fast things mm change. So it's got to be that kind of movement, in my opinion. And others think that a more incremental approach. I I don't agree with that, No, no. I think you're a bad person if you're there.
1: Well, Um, I don't don't know about the, anybody who's asking for incremental Change is. I, I
2: think. I think they have an older, outdated idea yeah. of how politics what do works. What you exactly? I think they're stuck in 1995
3: with Tip O'Neill. Hmm. Well, incremental. A little, a
1: little <laughs> but incremental. Ch- First of all, this country is. The, we know this. It's the least upwardly mobile. We have the widest right. income gap of all of our Western partners. These are the things that, what do you talk about? Incremental change. Two, uh, the What is it? You, you just said the stat. The American people can't save $400 for an emergency. That's 80% right. of the American people live check to check. This is not yep. a, a great economy. Every time a Democrat talks about what a great economy it is, Yep. they're living in the ivory tower. It's great mm-hmm. if you're rich. It's not great for the working class when you miss two paychecks and you're 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 worrying if you're going to be able to have a home or you're on a line at a food bank. That's yep. not a great economy. But that's how they want right. it, you know. They want us nice and and malleable. That's really the bottom line and f- fighting amongst each other especially along racial lines that's really the the game right there well mm-hmm. well mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: it all serves to, to basically enrich the donors yes. and, and, and that's what you have here you know the Democratic Party is also beholden to some of the donors but I was talking more of the you know voters who, who who also you know will argue about incremental change and, oh and yeah I, think
1: I know, I generally, know.
2: I, I generally don't think that they're bad people I think that we can work with them but I think what they're doing is that they're Basically, misinformed through corporate media. Yes, as I said before. Yep. Uh, that's the number one problem uh, facing the left today is is corporate media, um, and these people. I mean, it, you know, again, they, they believe in an outdated way of doing politics. This is that doesn't exist anymore. Right. Not with the social media. You know, it used to be you to have three channels in the newspaper, and then you know you get your political opinions for that, and and generally. Politicians, you don't find out about really what they're up to. Mm-hmm. Now you can. Right,
3: right. To bear,
2: you see the corruption. Yes. And and if you're not, you know, if you're not uh, informed of that, if you're not paying attention, you don't realize that 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 there are politicians that are definitely not on your side, right. and those are the ones that push the myth of incremental change onto people. Yeah, and 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 some people unfortunately tend to parrot that. They do, uh, and, and yeah. Those are that we need to go and 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 it really expose to what's happening. Yes, and, and I know right. you're not going to get everybody to change their mind, but you know, uh, Michael Brooks just just mm-hmm. passed away. Mm-hmm. Right. Michael mm-hmm. Brooks was an amazing, uh, yeah. amazing. Analyst. He was an amazing man, right? Yeah. And I'm starting to try. And you know, I'm starting to really kind of dive into you know. The things that he really advocated for, humanism, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Uh even more spiritual like I'm not a spiritual person, I'm not a religious person, mm-hmm. but I understand this the, the the need for that. And really the need for coalition building. Yeah. And mm-hmm. to not have the left eat itself. Mm. And that's like the biggest problem that I see with progressives with the left mm. is that we do tend to do the circular firing squad. Right, right. Over small things even though we tend to agree um, on the issues generally Mm. by and large. And so what I'm trying to do is I really want to reach people. I really want to kind of reach out and, and really build more coalitions Mm. on the left, Mm. you know, and, and do, and, and kind of pick up on Michael's work a little bit. I Mm. I could never dream of replacing Mm. anything or even come close to -hmm. the things that he's accomplished. And I'm not saying that I'm not pretending to, Mm. to do that. It's just to, Gain a little bit of inspiration and to try to work towards that better future that Michael had imagined, uh, and, mm. and and that's really, I mean, it's it, it's really inspiring to look at at what he's been trying to do and and the success that he's had in such a short amount of time. I know,
1: right, right.
2: It, to build that 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 coalition, you know, right. to make a be- a better stronger left that can win these policy right. proposals, right, and that. Get these things and, and really advance America, mm-hmm. and, so, and so that's what I'm trying to do.
1: Well, that's that's perfect because it's also what we talk about here. Because yeah. that's one of the things I I regret. I also, well, God knows, um, who nobody expected Michael Brooks to pass away yes. so suddenly, so young, and sh- shocking, really. And what a loss, a true yeah. loss for the movement, really. So. Because I was saying to myself, I got to get Michael on the show, <laughs> so I was like, "Waste not a moment." But because in what you're saying, a hundred thousand percent, we we talk about here. This is the motto of the show: is we stick together, we win. And it really is about not not just reclaiming the mantle of patriotism, but Absolutely. reclaiming our humanity. We are in this together. FDR's speech, you can read many of his speeches. He's ta- he talks about, he's basically saying the same thing. Uh, if we, sh- we cannot be content even if one-fourth, four- one one-tenth of the nation are ill-clothed, ill-housed, ill, uh, you know, in- insecure. That's how we have to look at what, what it means to be a patriot is that we don't leave anybody behind. We don't right. leave them behind on the battlefield of war, right? Everybody gets that. But we don't leave them behind on in, uh, in sickness. We don't leave them behind in ignorance. We don't leave them right. behind without living wages, without a house, without any of the the uh, what it means to be uh, or to have a decent middle class life a decent life that's what we are in this together this is why you make a government what is pledging your lives fortunes and sacred honor to each other there's nothing more progressive than that and that's why we are we got to take it back and then i sure. i call it you know i call the show unapologetic liberal talk cuz we're on the right side of history we're mm. on the right side of humanity and the right side of democracy. They don't seem to get that when they sh- scream mm. out your health, your problem, even Joe Biden. We got to get to the point yeah. where somebody like a Joe Biden, if they dare propose a health care plan, which is what Joe Biden did, that leaves yep. 10, his plan right out of the bat, he thinks this is great, leaves 10 million without health care, right. then they are... Uh, they, they don't have the nerve to propose that because they will be shamed, named and shamed and sent back to, uh, to their room until they come out with a real health care plan. So you don't yeah. leave $10 million behind and say, great, good job. What kind of shit is that? Really? Really? Right. Right? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. really. It's shocking.
2: It, it is. And, 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 you know, that's why, again, that's why we get on Joe Biden. That's mm-hmm. why – we criticize him and and again it's not to empower the republicans who we are you know fighting but we've got to you know we've got to really push these policies forward and and it doesn't like republicans are always going to be against us in this but i think that if we if we really build a unified left and we get more left politicians more aocs mm-hmm. more Ilhan omar's yep. into congress you know, we can we can really push those policies and we can get a majority that can pass it. Yeah. And I know what Joe Biden said when he said, well, you know, if theoretically that goes to my desk, I will veto it. <laughs> well, then. Right. What we need to do then is to get
1: enough people in Congress. That's it. To override. Yeah. Veto. Yep and get into the streets that's the other thing get into the, the street right that's it's not just electoral right politics. exactly yeah. this i mean we we need liberal media and you see what's going on with in black lives matter this is why the yep. republicans now like today when i was watching bill barr and the other fascists all um talking about the operation whatever the hell operation destroyed democracy they're He's, they're saying they're trying to con- they're trying to conflate Black Lives Matter, the Black Lives Matter movement, with riot, anarchy, disruption, f- uh, chaos. So which goes to show you right then that they have absolutely zero interest in having a functioning society. That's really it. They really want people in their place shut up. They will divide and conquer this country as long as they can be the suck profit from the ashes. That's how it is, really.
2: You know, it's it, it's always funny. Just a little anecdote. I, yeah, it's always funny. Yeah, anarchists always get mad at me <laughs> for stuff like that. <laughs> for saying like, "Oh, you know, anarchy," right? And they're like, "Actually, my form of anarchism <laughs> is like a leftist a- anarchism. You know, that's sort of more Marxist than that." Mm-hmm. I was like, "Okay, okay, I get, I get it." Uh, so, but no, it, it's more like a, a, a basically Anne Randian, and, oh. know, it goes back to that really. Uh, where you know the business owners are the supermen and they're the ones that you know really should be driving this whole ship because they're the smartest and they're the brightest, mm. and you know, all that stuff. And by the way, Ann Rand's a terrible writer, she sucks, uh, also terrible person, yes, <laughs> exactly, terrible writer. <laughs> uh, and so that, but that's really kind of the philosophy behind it. You have that social, you know, sort of Darwinistic, uh, and you can combine this with, you know, their beliefs in in certain, you know, forms of religion, a, a Christianity specifically, uh, their form of Christianity, uh, and that's why it's important to kind of differentiate mm-hmm.
3: uh,
2: between those different forms. It's the ones where, well, if you're born or if you're wealthy, it's because uh, God right. wanted you to be wealthy. Yeah. And if you're poor, well, God's punishing you for being wicked, therefore, <laughs> right. we should not help you. The right. government should not exist to help you. Mm-hmm. The government should exist to help those right. who are wealthy because they are already righteous.
1: Right. And so right.
2: there is that belief among a lot of, or I should say maybe a substantial number of conservative politicians i believe and those who are in the evangelical faith uh and i'm not saying all of them because mm-hmm. i actually am friends uh really good friends with a leftist evangelical hmm. and and so they do good. exist yeah and, and there is a I, and i really think the, the religious left needs to absolutely needs to make it's voice heard a little yep. bit more
1: absolutely uh, you,
2: you know going back to, to back to what michael was talking about with really, you know, the Democratic Party embracing more of its spirituality in uh, its core. Yes. These, these you know, Left, lefty Christians and, and lefty Muslims
3: mm-hmm. uh, as
2: well, because mm-hmm. they're big believers in in helping the poor and the needy and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've gotten really, I mean, they, they, I, I think their voices should be should be lifted as well and and part of the conversation a lot more.
1: Yes, definitely because it really is about what well what is this what is life about what is the meaning of life this is re- what it comes down to that what is the meaning of life ultimately we're in this together connection unity community that's what what it mean what does it mean to be a human being what is humanity you know what i mean so I don't of know, course <laughs> it does right <laughs> but i i don't that's why the republicans are so the, and the conservatives—they're just everything about them. Honestly, do they ever? Do they have a mirror? For Christ's sakes, freaking—they don't need a wall. They need a mirror. Go in the mirror, just look. And and and, and how do you, how do you justify yourself when you're, uh, everything that's going on? Not just that Twitler is such a hypocrite, but all of the policies are so anti. And any anything that the Jesus they pretend to worship ever ever instructed them to do, even just loving thy neighbor or, or turning the other cheek or yep. visiting someone in prison. I mean, these people are—it's the, the the hypocrisy is just beyond. It's boundless. And There's a lot of contradiction,
2: you know, in in, in, in modern conservatism mm-hmm. uh, at this point. I mean. You know, I, I was talking to a couple of friends that visited today, and actually, um, and they're talking about you know somebody that they know who's a conservative, really helped them out, right? Mm-hmm. It gave them a place to stay helping them out with stuff, but has some really awful views, oh. you know, when it comes to immigrants and when it comes to Muslims and when it comes to, you know, uh, these different groups and 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 really, you know, it's a uh, Fox News plays in that house.
3: Mm-hmm. Going back to our
2: media problem. Uh, and and really when you look at it, there is um, there's a tribal mentality that's it when it comes to conservatives, where it allows them to to be you know some very kind to some people, but only if it's in their if right. it's in their circle, if it's somebody that that's they true.
3: know. Yes. With us
2: progressives, I mean, we all know this. Bernie Sanders, for example, great Great example of a slogan, mm, right? Mm-hmm. Like, are you ready to fight for someone right. you don't know?
1: Right, absolutely. And that's the
2: difference. That is the difference. Right. Conservatives will fight for people that right. they know. It, it depends, of course. Uh, I've noticed a lot of times uh, where, uh, for example, somebody who is gay in a conservative family comes oh out, and there's and, – and, of course, sometimes you you have the – Terrible reaction of you know people lose their you know get kicked right. out of their home for uh-huh. the family and in other situations there's tepid acceptance right and then really sometimes there is a you know what that's okay but now because I've been through this or I know somebody who's gay or or, or right. so you know uh, in the closet that right you know, right like <laughs> maybe Lindsey Graham. Uh, I didn't say anything. Lady
1: did Graham. You? Did you hear that? That's no. Lady Graham. Yeah. Lady <laughs> uh, Graham. And so, you
2: know, it, it, but it go, going back to the point is they don't know it. They don't do anything about it until it happens to them. Right. And that's the other thing. Whereas progressives, the difference is as soon as we learn about this injustice. That's right. Even if it hasn't happened to us. Yep. We still, it affects us to our core. Yep. Yep. And, that's it. and we have to do something about it because mm-hmm. it it I don't know. It's it is empathy. Yes. You know, and that—that that is something that people and I've seen around this world don't have enough of. We right. need more empathy. That's in our right.
1: Politics. That's right. And
2: mm-hmm. There's just not enough.
1: Right. And that's the thing when with Bernie's campaign, when his. I I remember um, being in Queensborough Park, and they he started he started saying, "Are you ready to fight for your neighbor if you're for your undocumented neighbor, even though you're native born? Are you ready to fight for your friend who has no health insurance, even though you are insured?" So mm-hmm. that made me cry. I I. I connected with that, and I can cont- I continue to connect with it. That is really the solution here. This entire okay. country is sick and suffering from PTSD because we are divide- divided. Everyone's on edge. We have some kind of... Is there, Everyone is on edge from the coronavirus, from the lies, yes. the incessant lies. Yes. And then you have half, uh, half of the American people, less than half, a little less, like the conservatives who are listening to the lies and believing the lies, turning against government and uh, and, and fighting each other. Not just that you disagree on policies. They've literally... Cannot they, they just think that you know, like uh, they're like, yeah. like what Q, what QAnon says, there's this whole cabal and George Soros, and no, yeah. and that's what always baffles me too, I have to say, because they're always like, oh, George Soros is controlling things. Well, to what end? So everybody can have health care and his taxes go up? I don't, what What is the end game here? Is that the rich right. have to pay? Their fair share. They they don't get to be uh, the first trillionaire. Instead of going to Mars, we take care of the people who live on Earth, because that's what Jeff Bezos wants to do. He's going to be the the world's first trillionaire in six years, and he wants to go to Mars. He's oh, you know, you know why he wants to go to Mars. Because he yeah, fucked he up Earth. Life, <laughs> life changed, us oh over, so well. Instead of wanting to do something about right, it, right? Uh, I see. You know how good of him. Off. Yeah. Bye bye. Bye bye, suckers. So yeah, oh, because exactly. he created a online bookstore, so we get to be Jeff Bezos's uh, all of the serfs and and to our sovereign lord who wants to go to Mars. I mean, it's ridiculous. We have starving people. We have people without healthcare. health care. There are people begging on GoFundMe for health care. In fact, we read an article yesterday on the show about Jeff Bezos. He increased his wealth by 80, 80-something billion dollars in one day. No, wait. Wait, where is this? Where is this? Not 80. Jeff Bezos adds, not 80. It was 13 billion. But still, eh, after a couple of billions... 1000000000s merely million—it's—it's it's all chump change it's, it's
2: for a him. Fathomable amount of money, really. Right. I mean, can really anybody imagine a billion dollars? Right, a billion. These Why are do you... numbers you right get thrown around and and nobody really even understands how much that really is? Uh, you know, I, I I believe I saw something uh, the other day, uh, and I'm gonna uh, you know murder it as I paraphrase it. <laughs> uh But something about like, hey, if you started out at like the you know, uh, 65 million years ago at the time of the dinosaurs. And you got like, you know, uh, do you save like a thousand dollars a month or mm. something like that? Or whatever arbitrary, maybe even $10,000 a month at, you had been at the certain, you know, this certain point you still wouldn't have enough money as Jeff Bezos does. Oh,
1: F him. <laughs> F him. I, this is why the French really, They've had I always talk about the national razor. Sorry. What, what, how much longer are we going to take it? This is a sick, sick system where the American, it's pe- yeah, it's completely broken. There's absolutely no reason why one man, we, we can't allow one human being to, it's like a cancer cell eating up all the resources of the body until the entire body dies. That's what it is. We're in the cancer stage of capitalism and then. I have right-wingers, they'll be like, oh, well, um, you're, they say, because uh, I say, you know, whatever, rich should pay, they they need to yeah. pay a, a high marginal tax rate, they need to, yeah. and they'll say, oh, well, who are you to tell them that what they have to pay them on the money they earned? I'm sorry, they they can still be rich, but this is about all of us. It's about protecting the system of government that so many fought, bled, and died to create and entrust to us. So it's not yeah. Jeff Bezos' world, and we all live in it. I, I, I hate to say, really, for these right-wingers. It, it baffles me, too, how they're, they feel like they must rally around this, uh, this plutocrat Really? Who is eating up all of? Who's destroying this country? And maybe oh, that's the other thing. Remember during the debates, the yeah. way Chuck Todd during the not debate. you know the Democratic primary, Chuck Todd yeah. asked. Um, this always pisses me off. He asked <laughs> uh, Bloomberg, Bernie Sanders thinks billionaires shouldn't exist. So, um, Mr. Bloomberg, should you exist? <laughs> What a oh, fucking way to phrase a question so right. disingenuously, as if you're uh, uh, obviously he's he's phrasing it as in a way that it sounds yeah. inhumane. Should you exist? It's not about him. You lick spittle,
2: well, mm-hmm. Chris, oh, yeah. Chris Matthews.
1: Oh yeah. Oh mm-hmm. yeah.
2: Talking about how well if Bernie Sanders oh, yes. gets into power what are we going to, we start, you know, going to bringing people down to Central Park, right. billionaires shooting them. <laughs> and it's like, right? You're, a, you're an insane person. Right,
1: exactly. That's not
2: what we're asking Well, for. that's,
1: this is why. Uh, during the primary, when Bernie was, he, when he won Nevada, I was losing my mind watching the corporate media on MSNBC all day. It was a nonstop Bernie bash from m- morning, noon, and night all day. And it yep. never stopped. Every single day, they were like calling him everything but a mother's son. It was really as if it was. And then, and they did, they did frame it like, as like Chris Matthews said, it was like Nazis invading Poland. He right. said, and uh, uh, really, oh, so that having a health care, everyone having health care, the middle class having a seat at the table, being a middle class. How about that? Here's the thing. You know, we know this because we do this, and the listeners and viewers know this, but the middle class is now below 50% of the population. This is, it happened recently. We've been going down, down, lower on the ladder. Now we're below 50%. How much longer? How much longer are we going to take it? And. That's why you're hundred thousand percent right. Corporate media. Uh, we need the the listeners, the viewers. They. This is the liberal media. You're looking at it. It's me. It's Jeff Waldoff. Where you know it's us fumbling for the right button here <laughs> yeah. to make
2: a well, split screen. Well, you know, screen, the irony you know? Is about this, right? <laughs> so now with coronavirus. A lot of us actually have better-looking sets and studios than people on CNN, mm. which
1: I find hilarious. That's true. Uh, th- yeah, and ironic. <laughs> right. <laughs> I well, know. I always say that this – we'll know that we're in – that the country uh, has turned a corner when you and I are on – a giant media platform. We have millions of viewers and Stephanie rules in her living room saying, please become a patron, (laughs) you know, (laughs) right. (laughs) It's true. That's how we know. But I I open up the phones. If anybody wants to call, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I I wanted to see if somebody, unless you have to go, do, do you, are you hanging in or how's it going?
2: Yeah, I can hang in for a little bit more.
1: You yeah. did it. You've done a lot. You you're uh, you're a trooper here. The conversation here. flows like water. I know. It's Seven great. Five. I'm having a great time and so the, are the viewers and uh, everyone good. on the chat is really chatting it up. And yeah, that's why absolutely. I opened the phones. Maybe somebody wants to call in and say say hello to us. I don't know. I've never t- this, this this is an experiment. So, go ahead. Sorry. Right.
2: <laughs> this is why I like talking to you, Tara. It's it's a it's a stream of consciousness, mm, you know. Mm. It's a it's because it, you know any of you who have seen my show before, it's it's a little bit more you know it's a little produced, right? Right. I like I produce it myself, uh, and it's a little bit more tight in the segments. But mm-hmm. that's why I really like the the format here, where it's a, it's a stream of consciousness, right. and and we're really just you know sitting down for for real talk. And I think that's that's what I, I think media needs more of that. Right. Uh, and I think you know a little bit less to the produced segments and and a little bit more. Because, you know, mm-hmm. like it's it's good to have the fun little YouTube clips and, right. and all that, but really sitting down to have a, a, a big conversation where, you know, it's it's unpredictable the directions that we're going to go, right. the things that we're going to discuss and, and really touch on. But nonetheless, it, it's it's fun and it's engaging and that's mm-hmm. what we want to do here. Mm-hmm. That's what progressive media is. It's just real people. Having real conversations, yeah. and and you know talking about issues,
1: right, right, right. And also, I think it's framing, really framing the the debate and reclaiming the 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 mantle of patriotism. I all the time. This is why I I called um, Alexandria Arcasio Cortez's show. He she has a call-in show for her constituents. And I oh, yeah. was, yeah, so I called, uh, and um, this is what we talked about. Because I, I really want to, um, to get this into the public consciousness about cha- taking back patriotism. It is patriotic. We have to frame these issues as patriotic imperatives. If you like democracy, if you like democracy, I mean, that sounds simple. If you are an American, If you believe in the grand experiment in liberal democracy, and you believe that we are in this together, 320 million diverse people, that people fought, bled, and died for the vote, all of these things, you have to be for progressive taxation. And a high marginal tax rate because you can't have an aristocracy and a democracy at the same time. I mean, all of these things have to be proposed, and and Mm -hmm. the people have to get it that these are patriotic imperatives. Do you know what I mean? It's like Medicare for all. It's not just a nice and moral and good thing. It is a patriotic imperative. But, yes.
2: It's also the the, the right Thing I mean,
1: mm-hmm.
2: when it comes to fiscally too, mm. it's the right,
1: right, right. And, and
2: I know a lot of people will make the argument that no, how, how can that be? When you cover everybody, doesn't mm. shouldn't that shouldn't that cost more? Not necessarily, right. Especially when you have more access to income through taxation, and when you evenly spread out the risk to every man, woman, and child, right. And so right. that actually makes it more affordable. I always see the argument. From conservatives uh, about uh, countries that have a single payer system, you know they always look at the Nordic countries and say, "Well, you know, there's it's not that many people there." Right, so, that's their
1: excuse. Yeah, single payer exactly. system
2: can never work in such a big country such as America. Those people have never heard of scale. Right, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> They're able to scale up. <laughs> because it, that's exactly what it is. They don't also probably don't understand the the whole, you know, thing behind per capita. Right, For mm-hmm, one thousand mm-hmm. people being able to scale up and scale down accordingly to what you're what, to what you're discussing. And so one thing that we can do here in America is we can definitely scale up a national healthcare system. Oh yeah. Definitely.
3: Yeah. Easily.
2: yeah. <laughs> and we can, yes, we can afford to do it and we can save money doing it by allowing ourselves to negotiate with hospitals and providers you know, and and in you know, getting rid of the insurance companies, which have a profit motive, they're essentially a middleman, uh, as well as um, you know, being able to negotiate with pharmaceutical companies uh, for their drugs, because right. we in America, and this blows, you know, it should blow your mind that we pay way more yes. than anyone else in, in any other country for the same medications that are. By right. the right are produced here. Yes. How come people in the UK or in Canada pay less for the same drugs manufactured right in the good old USA than the people in the USA whose tax dollars, by the way, went to research and development of that same right. drug. Right.
1: Absolutely. So
2: infrastructure for that corporation to flourish. Yeah. And sometimes, of course, investment, from the taxpayer in researching grants uh, as well as – That's right. Uh, maybe yeah. building the research facility. That's right. Uh, a lot of <laughs> research gets done at colleges. Yep. And so yep. why are we, the taxpayer, who has invested so much into these medications mm-hmm. have to pay so much for them? Right. It's just a when scam. Done, mm-hmm. How is that patriotic?
1: Exactly. Effect? Well, that's what we – actually, we were talking about this not too long ago because that was – what's his name? Um – Cory Booker did that. He stopped, Mm -hmm. he put the kibosh, and he was like, oh, it's not safe. Bullshit. It's everything that you were saying. It's created in America. We export it. We're just trying to re-import it and not get fleeced. Well, let's, uh, we we have a caller. We had a couple of callers here. Hold on. Let's see. All right, everybody, I'm just warning. Fair warning. Let's, but let's this all this could go bad all right <laughs> please become a patron at patreon.com slash taradella and your what's your patreon tell them uh that's uh tyt nation yes so we need your support okay hold on patricia are you on the phone patricia hey
4: can you I'm hear her on the phone Tara. oh good i can hear you
1: good you hear in you, you hear jeff Jeff, Sorry. say something. I hear Jeff. Okay, and you, Jeff, you hear Patricia, right? I do. Oh,
3: good. Yeah. My God, it it's works. working. Oh, hey,
1: Now let's see if.
3: It's working. Right. It's working.
1: And the viewers. Now, here's another. Viewers, we hear you, Patricia. Holy Christ. It's working. All right, <laughs> nice. great. This is good. I'm happy. I'm happy for once in my life. Oh, my God. It only took how many years? Wow. See, my mama told me I wouldn't be somebody. Now here I am, mama. Look at me now. We got a caller. We got a guest. We got a uh. show. <laughs> <laughs> so, Patricia, thank you for there calling. You what's, are. What's, going what's going on? Going. It's,
4: it's, yes. They're getting it together. Uh, what's going on? Oh, no. I, I've eating dinner. Everybody's got way too many excuses for not calling. What oh. is up?
1: <laughs> I know, right, right. She's just calling because she's a good sport. Because I went on the chat and I said, "Somebody better call in or I'll kill you." <laughs> <laughs> Forget I, all this I, I peace keep, and I love. Keep
4: calling in. <laughs> I keep calling in, but uh, but I agree with you. Know it is about community, and we really do need to to educate more people about about right. you know what that's p- it being patriotic mm-hmm. means. You mm-hmm. know. And yep. and it really we we need to really all work together now. I mean, it's getting bad out here. Yes. And I just I'm I I just I'm fearful for a lot of people that I see out exactly. here, especially our young people. That's so, right. Uh-huh. You know, I'm I'm just you I'm know, a, I'm fearful I, for I, them you know, too. I'm,
1: the youth, really, what a world for yeah. them to grow yeah. up in.
4: Yeah. I mean, we're not doing anything to take care of climate change. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, we've made major cutbacks to pro to programs here in Nevada, mm-hmm. um, education, Medicaid, um, all of the um, state programs, which which affects um, some of the programs I'm receiving services from. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I have no caregiver as, oh, of, man. as of tomorrow now.
3: Why? Because
4: they are taking private pay, and those of us on Medicaid are last in line, um, and we're the ones that really need them because we, we don't have money. We don't wow. have good insurance. This is we, bullshit. You know, we really? have Medicaid, and Medicaid's not paying. You bet. And Medicaid is not paying the caregivers enough here in this right. state. Right. Um, you know our governor, they we we asked um our our House in the special session, our House and our Senate, to please tax the mining corporations mm. and the big businesses here, including casinos, because housing mm. housing here is just it's not affordable mm. at all. We're looking at people being homeless. Uh, you know, we're looking at so many cutbacks. and instead of taxing, um, these big corporations and mining, right? What did they do? They're they're cutting from education, right? And, and yet they want the kids to go back to school. I know, figure. yeah, because it's they don't safe. care. They don't care.
1: No, no, they don't care. They they no. they just want they want to protect because the Republicans are they they are not good in any at actually governing. They're only agenda is to make the rich, richer and and to enrich themselves in the process. So when a crisis hits something like this, they're way over their heads. So that's why Twitter is out there bullshitting and trying to get people to pretend like it's not happening. They really—that's really the bottom line. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And now he's become yeah.
4: this big champion of wearing a mask. Oh God! Right? God
1: help us all. <laughs> I, oh, and the, Ivanka's <laughs> tweeting at a picture of herself. And I, I mean, like, go, go away! Too late, <laughs> too effing late, you twitler bastards! All of the whole Trump crime family. The whole—this is what we deserve. Did we? I guess we do. I guess it's our karma in a way. Because I keep asking, like, how, how much, how, what did we do to deserve this? But it really is. That's the byproduct of what we have allowed to go on: the the uh, upward yeah. immobility, the income disparity, the all the the rich getting richer, the cut, media. the tax cuts, yeah, and media deregulation of the media. That is that's Bill Clinton. Yeah. I mean, he did it. Was first Reagan the tel- with uh, undoing the fairness doctrine, and then. Right. Bill Clinton deregulated the media and here we are with six giant transnational yep, and corporations. Funding war. Mm-hmm. That's right. And, so you bet. Yeah. and
4: funding the military yeah. and the Pentagon instead of the people. That's right. And and now we've got people who can't pay medical bills with COVID.
3: Mm-hmm. And we've
4: got people that are getting COVID, young people in particular, and they're and they feel fine but then you know what they're all going to have pre-existing conditions That's right. Down the line That's now.
1: it. That's you it. Know? Yeah, and Our we don't know. Right. It's That's right. Everything. Yeah, enough is enough, really. You know? Really.
4: Right. It, it, you you bet, you bet. And and I I've been working with a group called Action and I've been making phone calls. I've been doing good testimony. That's good. I've been doing everything I can. Great. Yeah, here in Nevada, um, we made a video. Mm. And it went out on Instagram oh, and wow. Facebook. That's awesome. Um, be, you know, because it's just, it's it's not, it's not good. Yeah. And our rights as LGBT people, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. our rights as disabled people, our rights as, you know, just human beings. As human
1: beings, are, exactly. Are going
4: to the wayside. That's
1: right. That's right, yeah. and then you got to keep fighting. Don't That's go, right. don't go quietly into that dark mm-hmm. night. So, as they say, rage against exactly. the, the dying yeah. of the light. That's what we're doing. We have to,
4: exactly. right? Exactly.
1: Go ahead,
2: Jeff. What were you saying? Yeah. Oh, I just want to say, uh, we for gotta one, do everything I, we can. Yes. Absolutely. I'm I'm so sorry to to hear of the stuff that you're going through, Patricia. Uh, for one, you know, losing lo- losing covers, losing caregivers. Uh, that's unacceptable in this country. It is absolutely unacceptable in this country uh, that we don't care about people that need right. these services the most, and that uh, you you know the the governments would would rather you know uh, cut taxes for, right. for mining right, corporations right and casinos yes. and and all the stuff that we don't really need it's to do sick. instead of taking care of regular you know human beings. And that's and, right. and that's what we talk about again with the the lack of empathy and the. Republican Party and I'm so glad that you're you're you know, you're not sitting there and you and, and taking it. You're mm. doing action, you're doing everything that you can. And I have a huge, huge, deep respect for that. Yes. And so I appreciate yes. your work. Thank because, you. Well, thank you know, you. it is you're welcome. It it is getting out there and it and it's actually making your voice heard and naming and shaming public. That's right. Where-
3: Absolutely, in order
2: to, to protect these things. Absolutely. I remember when John Stewart had to go out and shame.
1: That's right.
2: Uh, right. The fire. Uh, the, mm-hmm. the people for not funding the firefighters. Right. From 9/11. I know.
1: I remember the heroes. Oh, yeah. we will move yes. heaven and earth. Right. Eh, really, you won't get off your ass oh, though. Oh yeah. and well,
4: now the post office is under attack. Uh, yeah, it's all yeah, under I attack. Everything. I mean, I'm just. I'm so disgusted. Right, I'm so disgusted, and I know. and I mean I've fought way too hard in my life for rights, and now and I, I was hopeful that things would get better. Right. And
1: it, well, it's, just, it's not all they're not, right; and they're not. But it's always darkest before the dawn. That's one thing that I I think about with oh, this yeah. time that this is this is the time to wake up and to st- yes. never stop fighting, to push and push and push until we win, because we That's are we will win i agree all right patricia thank you for calling and we got one more caller and yeah thank you you. i'll talk to you later okay thank you all right bye-bye
4: you bet bye-bye bye
3: Bye.
1: so jeff you still you hanging in uh
2: yeah i'll have to um duck out here uh probably after this call
1: okay all right let's take one more caller where are where are you caller? (laughs) hello wendy's on the air how you doing
0: Hi. So before you bail, Jeff, um, I seem to have lost you in the <laughs> shuffle of my progressive voices. Can you please tell us when, where, yes. why, how, and by which means we can find you?
2: There you go. Absolutely. Uh, you can find me on YouTube.com slash TYTNation. Uh, you can also find me around the nation on Speaker. Uh, that's on iTunes, uh, podcast, uh, and, and uh, of course, we're on Facebook at Facebook.com slash TYTNation. Uh, I do a show uh, every day, 3 p.m. Eastern. Uh, on YouTube and Facebook, we stream live, uh, and of course, I put out clips throughout the day uh, as well. So you know you can go check those out. And anytime you become a patron, of course, you can get the uh, full podcast of the day's show as well. Uh, so that's no ads, uh, no breaks, and all that stuff. So and it and it goes to help uh, you know uh, me to continue to do the show. And so
1: that's great. So
2: you can find me on Twitter uh, at you know uh, Jess Politics uh, and the official show account at
1: ATN on TYT. Yes. I'll put all those links in the description after the show. So we'll, you'll be able who to find time him. to read. <laughs> <laughs> really? Who has time to breathe? Really? So, yeah. Right. <laughs>
0: yeah. i tell you what, I, I will. Look, I'm ready. in Oakland. I've got it. yeah. What were you saying? <laughs> yeah, I'm in Oakland. I've got to prepare for the Trump. I'm in Oakland. I've got to prepare for the Trump invasion that's apparently coming oh, our
3: God. way. Oh, God. Oh, no. <sighs> uh, I think right. He, you
0: I think he will find that in a, in a so-called minority-majority city, we are less than receptive to his advances. That's what you like got to do. every single woman he's ever met. There
1: you go. Got to yeah. stand up. That's why these moms the wall of moms that's perfect moms. that's amazing the that and great cuz how, how do you get to call the wall of moms a bunch of anarchists yeah right well, also <laughs> did you hear about the, uh, <laughs> uh, the
2: the dads with the leaf blowers oh no
1: that's awesome yes the wall yes. of moms that i love that you see we we are we will win people are putting right. up with this shit Right. It really is. That's the good thing that it is waking people up, because all the years I've been saying in every Republican heart beats. I mean, every Republican chest beats the heart of fascism and they are fascist and blah, blah, blah. You know, the same. I've been saying this from from years ago. But here it is, everything we were talking about. And it's like you're it's and it feels like you're a Cassandra for many years talking and nobody believing you but how can you not believe what you see of course they it's that's what they are they only care about money and corporate power and concentrated wealth and they will Their power. yeah and crack skulls and it doesn't they have they are zero integrity they're not about the constitution they're about right. They're about oligarchy and and division. Really, they're they can only handle democracy if they're at the top of the heap, and it's not really a democracy. So, but yes. Anyway, oh uh, well, Jeff. No, I. F- we have I f- one
0: last, yeah, we have one last frivolous question from yes. the chat I, that I've ah. been ordered to ask.
3: Uh oh. Um,
0: they're asking Kara what size stilettos do you wear, three inch or five inch? <laughs> I, I How dare you! This one, I personally always wear. Yeah, I wear steel toes in case I need to put the boot in. I don't in, wear. Just no. me. honey, I'm oh. six. I'm six <laughs> feet tall.
1: I who's asking these questions? They need. Who is this, Greg? I bet you it's Greg. <laughs> fine jeff what size
0: stilettos do you like to wear oh you know it's, I, I go on the
2: large side
1: he's <laughs> a big yeah. bone big bones i don't wear stilettos yeah, i try not to because i'm already six feet tall and i don't i really like to be comfortable i'm uh, i've always been a tomboy and you guys know that i really mm. i don't really care about fashion or If really, if I could wear a uniform, I kind of do wear a uniform in a sense because I wear a t shirt and whatever, you know, pants. I buy the same pants except in different colors. (laughs) So it's like, I, okay, this is my pants. I like my pants. So I don't really think about fashion. A lot of, I know people that really get into fashion. I need somebody to help me with fashion. But yeah, I don't wear stilettos. I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, I'm six feet tall. I, I, I think that would be. I li- and in fact, actually, once I was at the gay, not the gay. It was the um Halloween parade in New York City, and I was dressed like Liza from Liza Minnelli from ca- Cabaret, that the character from Cabaret, and. The Sally cop. Bowles. Yeah, Sally Bowles. And the cop thought I was a drag queen. So <laughs> he was like, uh, miss. And then he went, um, sir. He thought I was a guy dressed as a, you know, a guy dressed as a girl, dressed as Sally Bowles. <laughs> so wow. yeah, what are you going to do?
0: All right. <laughs> yeah. so now that all the important business is right. out of the way. I will bid you guys a good evening. All right. Evening.
1: I'll see you later. Thank you for all right, calling. You.
0: All right. Thank you. All right. Bye bye.
1: All right, best Jeff, audience.
0: yeah, I that's great. They're great. They're great.
1: And I'm glad that you They're got fantastic. some new listeners, too. That's great. Oh, that's, uh, that's amazing. Yeah. Uh, so I
2: always love that uh, you guys are are fantastic. Progressives, we've got the best audiences, mm-hmm. the best, uh, best questions. Yes. Uh, and the best insight. And one of the things that I love to do on my show is always, you know, read uh, comments. Yeah, mm-hmm. even from the YouTube. I definitely yes. read the comments. Yes, uh, but a lot of them are are so amazing and supportive and insightful. Uh, and I just I cannot thank you guys enough. Yeah, guys and gals that that watch our shows and that believe in in this fight and you're That's fighting right. with us. That's
1: right. And they know uh, it, just
2: like Patricia. Mm-hmm. You know, you're fighting. That's and I right. Love that.
1: And we're in it together. That's, That's why true. the show I feel is more like a community, and we're we really are. Um, it's a family. Mm-hmm. It really is, because we get a lot of crossover uh, from different shows, uh, different. all of us, um, and there are a few, uh, as you know, I mean, dedicated listeners. I'm one of those listeners, too, because I listen to the other shows as well. Uh, that's how I started doing this, to tell you the truth. I was a yeah. big, big listener of progressive media, and because you don't feel alone, then. You're in it. Exactly. You, uh, It's really, that's the most important part, because we're in...
2: Mm-hmm. live in a place that is
1: you right
3: know, where
2: you think that you're alone where you feel that you're surrounded by, I mean, in this case, you know Trump signs. right. Uh, oh my like, God. oh yeah. no, Where am I gonna go? right? Like, you have progressive media. you've got us, uh, and we've right. all got each other. Right. We're all fighting for people that we know and 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 for people that we don't know. and that's right. what's important. Mm-hmm. And going back to Bernie Sanders. Not me, us, mm, uh, and mm. I think that's the most important message that we've got to we've got to keep in our hearts. We got to remember and we got to continue to fight for. Yeah, not me.
1: Yeah, us. yeah. Thank you, Jeff. I we we will do this again. I want to thank you Absolutely. for do, for hanging in for all this Absolutely. time and also putting up with the technical difficulties in the beginning. Now. Okay, good. Because I have... I, I, I've had this. I've, you've had, a, you've me, had. I've had, be, b- had these troubles. <laughs> well, because it was brilliant. the first time. You're the first time that I'm taking a Skype video call with mm-hmm. um, callers at the same time. So that's why I was... That's awesome. Yeah, I didn't... No, because we're going to have Jeff Palace on Jeff, Jeff Palace, <laughs> Greg Palace on the show on Saturday. And he's uh, he's going uh, to. Yeah, he's going to call in, though. I, now I'm feeling like I should have told him to do the Skype, but eh, maybe I'll call back and ask him. I don't know. Whatever. All right. <sighs> It might. Who knows? Whatever. I'll, I'll think about this later. Uh, guys, you're great. Thank you, Jeff. I'm going to put you. all Jeff's links after the show. I'm going to put them all in the description so you'll be able to find it. And in the meantime, Jeff, I, I want to encourage everybody to go to your show tomorrow at 3 p.m. on YouTube at TYT Nation, mm-hmm. right? And yep. watch your show every single goddamn day. Thank you, Tara. I really
2: appreciate it. It It's a lot of fun being here. Thank you so much for what you do. Yes. Uh, Keep fighting the fight.
1: You too. And I will talk to you soon. Later. All right. Bye bye. See y'all later. Bye. All right. Let's see. How do I get back to me only? There we go. That was great. Jeff is great. What an amazing. Not not that. Let's see. How do I get rid of that? Okay. Good. Thank you all for hanging out. I hope you enjoyed that conversation. Jeff is great. We're going to have to do this more often. Ooh, let me see. First of all, you guys, I want to thank you. I haven't, th- I haven't looked at your chats as much, so I appreciate your bearing with me. Thank you, Jim, for your super chat. Thank you, L's 214 another super chat. Sorry, I'm late to the party. Democracy is dying in the dark, but you give me hope to cling to. Me, Same to you, Els. Really, same to you. Deborah, thank you for your super chat. Tara, we love you. I love you, too. Thank you, Deborah. John, thank you for your super chat. Another John, different John, John T. And John F., thank you. And Patricia, thank you for your super chat. Let's see what else is going on. What's going on with you asking me about what kind of stilettos I wear? What is this shit? What am I, an object? You think I'm an object or something? I'm a woman. I'm a person. God damn it. Maybe I need a fashion plate. I need a... Yes, I don't need a producer. Eli is saying, Terry, you don't need no stinking producer. We do it all. Andrea says... Has anyone else noticed that for almost three weeks, there's been no news about Herman Cain's COVID? That's true. Let's look that up. Herman because C- I bet you he's probably very sick. Wow. Let's see what's on the news part. Herman Cain is receiving treatment for coronavirus. This is three weeks ago at Atlanta Hospital. What do, what do you want to make a bet? that he's in very bad condition. You understand that if he was fine he would be tweeting and text or whatever the hell he's doing. Whatever he does. I haven't heard a peep from him. You're right. In t- in 3 weeks it's sort of like when I don't know. Well, he's not like a king or or anyone really with that much power. But it's like when the king dies, you know, they don't tell the people for like three days. Who knows? I am I don't think he's dead. Who knows? We would hear if he's dead, don't you think? Herman Cain. Let me look up on Twitter. Let's see if he's tweeted anything. Oh, well, it says, he. but this could be his people. An hour ago, there's a tweet. Family of federal judge who was assigned to Epstein case shot. That's what he tweeted an hour ago. But that doesn't mean that he's tweeting this himself. He has people to tweet that. Yeah. Well, more will be revealed. And more will be required, as we say, in a little place I like to call the community of recovering people. Uh, Here's one last thing we're going to talk about. I hope you're still hanging in. I am. I'm hanging in. How are you? I like doing the show. We didn't get any patrons yesterday, but I'm doing a show anyway. I guess, I don't know. We will grow. We will grow. We will. We are growing. You guys are the early adopters of the show. We do need about, we need about a thousand more patrons. And we also need more subscribers. Like and subscribe to the channel and hit that little bell. These are annoying things to do. But if David Pakman can get, what does he have? He's got almost 900,000 followers. Are you kidding me? What's up with us? What's up with Terror Buster? That's what goes on in my head half the time. I compare myself to others. But then I learned, I've been told in general by shrinks and also in recovery that you don't compare yourself to, your, to others. Compare yourself to yourself. And I get that. Because a lot of times when I compare myself to others, I fall short. Because, first of all, I'm, I, I'm in recovery. So it's I spent a lot of time not doing the right thing. And but all of that is value as well. We can Oh hi Tara Jr. Jr. Welcome to the show. Let me see. Uh on the Facebook chat, Is Israel writes sometime when you can be sure to mention that a man was shot in the face by the unidentified police in Portland in Portland, Oregon. So many people are unaware of this, even after surgery, he has a tube in his head to drain the blood. Did you guys hear about this? I think I heard about this actually, but I'm not informed about it. I thought i I think I might have heard this today on Tom Hartman's show. Hold on, let me see. But I this is something else we want to talk about. I just wanted to confirm this. Portland. This is scary times. And if we allow it to continue, we know the end of the story. The good news is that people are standing up. The wall of moms and the dads. That's great. We're not taking it. And young people are getting back into the streets. Here's the thing: when Twitler, here's that's what that's because they suck. They don't know anything about how to how to govern or to they they are unfit on every level. So, as it was being reported that the protests were actually dying down until Twitler sent in the, this, the Gestapo. Because that's the paradox to power. I'm sure you've heard that statement before. There is a paradox to power that the more you, the more power you use, the more you are met with resistance. All they had to do is let the, let the protests die down, as they were. They send in the police and the people... Say f this, we're not taking it, and those are the real Americans. Trust me, ladies and gentlemen, in the future, I said this on the Trump and Z chat today when the Trump Trumppanzees were all attacking me. They came out of the they were like, ooh, 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 ooh. they came out of the woodwork. they were going, trump twenty twenty that's it's that's the internet equivalent of laying a big poopy in your diaper when you say. When you say the truth that Twitler is unfit to lead a drunken conga line, much less a modern nation or any nation, then they come back with Trump 2020. That's the best they can do. It's sort of like, you ever see a baby try to pass pass, uh, a poopy in their diet? And they're like, "Mm." that's the Trump 2020. They bring nothing to the table. Trump 2020, Mm, you see what I got here, a big poopy. That's what it reminds me of. Someone laying their dirty diaper in the middle of the chat room saying, here you go. And then they blame, well, they blame everybody else for the stench they created. Trump 2020, really? After everything, you've seen it all after it all, after seeing every, after the 140,000 dead, after the mass graves, after the sickness, the 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 uh, millions unemployed, the complete ineptitude, the lies, the misspelled tweets, the racism, the coming down an escalator, that's where it, You should have known. Coming down an escalator saying Mexicans are rapists, but we understand what we're dealing with. They're These are, they're racists. They are racists. Economically insecure. Whatever. My ass. They're racists. That's really what it came down to for them. Because if it was really about economic insecurity, we know that they would have, they would have, uh, what do you call it? They would have... They would have been with Bernie Sanders. Is this somebody on the? Oh no no no! I thought that somebody else had called in. I'm shutting off the phones. Just letting you know. But all right, that phones are off. Um, last thing I want to talk about. I thought this is interesting. One of the things that I like to do in my downtime when I really want to tune out. One of the f- things that fascinates me in general is Scientology. <laughs> Not as a participant, as watching it like sort of like watching Trumpanzees. Studying the cult of Scientology. I I enjoy I guess it started with when I saw that HBO special called Going Clear. I saw that documentary about the ex Scientologist the who um, who made that documentary and then I went online and I was I just googled Scientology on YouTube and there's all these videos about the Scientologists who are abusing people and hunting them down and uh, following them I mean it's it's crazy crazy shit and it is uh, it's a cult. It's a greed-centered cult. And then I watched that Leah Remini show about Scientology on A&E. That was a good show. I like Leah Remini. I think she's funny and good for her. It's it's a fascinating, fascinating, uh, I, I don't know if it's a hobby. It's just an interest. So, but if you go on YouTube and you you Google Scientology, fair game, you'll see these videos. These people acting like assholes, stalking people, showing up at their doors. I mean, really, what 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 church acts like this? But anyway, today on at the Daily Beast, there's this and there's this weird weird. There's a, a story. It's called Inside Trump. And Farrakhan's strange ties to Scientology, of course, and one thing about Republicans too, and I remember um I don't think I mentioned it on the show, but one of these wait I'm trying to get rid of this lower third they one of the things that Scientology did to get their um to get their tax exempt status illegitimately in my opinion they should definitely be taxed they are a they're a cult they're a money making cult not a church um is that they harassed the IRS personally all the uh, agents for years this went on they sued the individual IRS agents until they finally the IRS commissioner relented and gave them sta- tax ex- exempt status, and Republicans they engage in the in similar um, the similar tactics the way that they attack institutions to solely aimed at undermining the inter- institutions. And maybe they learned it from Scientology. But according to this article in the Daily Beast, whistleblowers Leah Remini and Mike Rinder open up on the links between Donald Trump, the Nation of Islam, and the Church of Scientology from loans and donations to fundraising. The article is by Marlo Stern. On July 6th, the Trump administration released federal data revealing which small, quote-unquote, businesses were awarded Paycheck Protection Program loans because of the COVID-19 shutdown. In addition to the Kushner family, Trump's fundraising pal Joe Farrell and Kanye West, one name stood out among the recipients, the Church of Scientology. The celebrity-obsessed church, quote-unquote church, which professes that an intergalactic overlord named Zeno brought billions of aliens to Earth 75 million years ago, arranged them at at a base of volcanoes, and blew them up with hydrogen bombs, and their surviving souls haunt the human race, received three loans up to $350,000 each for its sites in New York, Florida and Washington, D.C., supporting what it claims to be a total of 137 employees. It's curious. It's a curious decision by the Trump administration awarding hundreds of thousands of dollars to a scandal-plagued organization that, due to its tax exempt status, has reportedly amassed more than $1 billion in assets, mostly in real estate holdings. Because the Church of Scientology is not—it's um, not a religion. It is—it's a scam, and the other—they—they they use the money that people pay to go up the bridge. They're not—they're um, really not inaugurating or or bringing in new members. What they're doing is buying property. They're buying real estate all over the world. And um, another, Uh, it's just a scam to accumulate money. And they use that money to harass people, to harass the dissenters, people who who speak out against the church, the so-called church. So it's a little bit, um, well, expected, corrupt, and expected for this church, quote-unquote, to take PPP money, this billion dollar organization. and so it's a curious decision as I, as I read that uh, and the decision, um, it is a decision that's angered former Scientologists turned whistleblowers, Leah Remini and Mike Rinder. It's insane. Says Remini, Mike and I have tried to meet many times with the IRS, and the IRS knows what they've done, what this Church of Scientology has done. They've known that they've cleared the way for Scientology to misappropriate their money. It runs like a business for profit, and just and and just says that. Remini, a former high-ranking Scientologist who sank five million into the church, and render. Its ex-spokesperson slash senior executive are, along with journalist Tony Ortega, the premier sources for exposing abuses within the tight-lipped religion. After three seasons of their enemy Award-winning A&E series, Leah Remini, Scientology, in the Aftermath, the duo launched a new podcast called Scientology Fair Game that focuses on the church's fair game doctrine wherein leader David Miscavige's army of acolytes are reported to do everything in their power to intimidate its en- enemies into silence. The Church of Scientology didn't respond for a request. Please, uh, one thing I'm hoping now that I'm reading this article, I want to be declared a suppressive person. Please. I want a letter that says I am a suppressive person, everyone. Okay? Wouldn't that be great? Then I can, I'll put out an ad. I could say I'm a suppressive person. Isn't that great? Well, suppressive against Scientology. I am a progressive person who's a suppressive person. So, since as Remini and Rinder have repeatedly claimed, Scientology mostly operates via a series of volunteers, they're confused about why the church would need government handouts to compensate paid employees. This is why the PPP loans, quote-unquote loans, it's it's robbery. It's highway robbery. It's more corruption. While the American people are living check-to-check, can't save $400, are on food banks, are now, because of Republican ineptitude, are living in a state of fear and anxiety. Will they be able to pay their August rent? Or will the Republicans once again knock the knees right out from under them in the worst goddamn economic environment since the first Republican Great Depression? So there's enough money for all the scams going on. Now, of course, there's enough money for Scientology. They get money. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Uh oh. I just fucked up this article. Holy shit. Anyway, I don't know if I'm going to read the whole thing now because it's too long. I'm pointing out yet again how much longer? I got to ask. How much longer are we going to take it? Everybody's got their hand out. All the scams, all the corruption. Let me get to, I just want to see the, get to the Trump part of this article. If I can, unless they knock me out because I didn't pay. Hmm. so remedy a form where am i since remedy and render have repeatedly claimed scientology mostly operates v- uh, via a series of volunteers okay the ppp loans were about ensuring that people don't lose their jobs and scientology when confronted about the fact that they don't pay minimum wage or pay anything say these people are volunteers offers render staff members of scientology organizations are quote, volunteers, and they're not employees, So, and they're getting loans so that people don't lose their jobs? The PPP loans mark the latest curious tie between, between Trump and Scientology. According to a 2015 investigation by the Smoking Gun that analyzed and published portions of tax returns from Donald Trump, from his charitable foundation between 1990 and 2014, Trump's charity arm made only one donation to a September 11th-related cause in the wake of the tragedy, a $1,000 donation, quote-unquote, to the New York Rescue Workers Detoxification Project. That program is started by, it was, it is... a program from the Church of Scientology and Tom Cruise. That program started by the Church of Scientology and Tom Cruise sought to heal first responders with smoke-damaged lungs via the purification rundown, a medically unproven detox method that involves pumping the body full of vitamins Performing loads of exercise and spending many hours in a sauna. Scientists and health professionals have called it dangerous. And Joy Villa has infiltrated the Trump administration, adds Remini. Referring to the Scientologist pitchwoman-slash-singer who served on Trump's campaign advisory board. I don't know how this continues to be a thing, Remini says. It should be criminal. Trump has also met with a number of big-money Scientology donors at the White House where they were photographed together while Vice President Pence entertained top Scientology lobbyist Greg Mitchell. How do you feel, ladies and gentlemen, that our con man, tax-cheating, draft-dodging, dictator-envying con man who received fewer votes— who has a fake university and a fake vitamin scam is hanging out with the biggest religious scam on the planet. It's a, of course, like knows like, water seeks its level. Mike Pence, this Christian, this holy roller, hanging out, palling around with Scientologists, a fake church that is a scam that uses its tax, exempt the money that it makes from not having to pay taxes to share in the society, the civilization that we all make possible for them, uses their money to harass people for speaking out. I'm not just talking about harassment. This is a criminal cult, what they've done to people. They are relentlessly, they're sick. For example, something called Operation Freakout from a church. I'm Remind, um, reminding you, Operation Freakout from the Church of Scientology. This is from Wikipedia. Operation Freakout, also known as Operation PC Freakout, which was a Church of Scientology covert plan intended to have... U.S. author and journalist Paulette Cooper imprisoned or committed to a psychiatric hospital. The plan, undertaken in 1976 following years of church-initiated lawsuits and covert harassment, was meant to eliminate the perceived threat that Cooper posed to the Church of Scientology and obtain revenge for her publication of a 1971 book that was critical. It was called The Scandal of Scientology. The FBI discovered documentary evidence of the plot and the preceding campaign of harassment during an investigation into Scientology in 1977, which eventually led to the church compensating Cooper in a settlement. What they did was they got Cooper's fingerprints. They Somebody infiltrated. This is what they do. They infiltrate people's lives they pretend to be friends they befriended paulette cooper this person that they she really thought was her friend and they got her to they they obtained her fingerprints and then they sent death threats to i believe it was kissinger and the fbi arrested paulette cooper and they were going to prosecute her On with this fabricated evidence until the FBI, also when they raided the Church of Scientology, found out that this was um, a campaign of targeted harassment and many prominent Scientologists went to jail. But that's not it. This is a church? You don't see the Catholic Church doing that. For as much as the Catholic Church is... I would say not exactly, I don't know, whatever. I'm not saying anything. I was raised Catholic, but it is another money-making operation. We know that. They diddle young kids. This is a pedophile ring. <laughs> not the whole thing, I know. I know very decent Catholics. I'm sorry, my aunt is a Catholic. But they certainly don't, uh, even when you criticize them, they don't send people to your home to befriend you and become your roommate so they can get your fingerprints and send in a death threat to the secretary of something so you can end up in jail under FBI investigation or in a loony bin after years and years of harassment. They harassed this woman for decades for writing an article and then writing a book, critical of the this freaking scam that Trump is hanging out with in the White House. You get this? How s- disgusting this is? How scary and dangerous? On top of everything else that's scary and dangerous, is this really a person that deserves the respect of being of playing hail to the chief? When he walks in a room. Is this somebody who deserves to be talked about all the time on corporate media? What his tone. Oh, he had a different tone today. What do you think? Is his tone going to be different tomorrow? That's how sick we are. Going along with the scam. What's all of this is right in front of our face. So the article continues. Trump, and I read this, Trump has met with big moneyed Scientology donors at the White House. They were photographed together. And VP Pence entertained Scientology, top Scientology lobbyist, Greg Mitchell. They seem to have, I guess, no problem with a scam that employs private detectives uh, they keep I'm so, I'm sure they keep the entire industry of p- private investigation afloat this church this so-called church Scientology's reach doesn't stop there the church is also deeply connected with Louis Farrakhan and the Nation of Islam which has been designated a hate group by the Southern Poverty Law Center for Farrakhan's rabid anti-Semitism and praise of Hitler. Among other things, since 2010, the Nation of Islam has been promoting benefits, quote-unquote, of Dianetics, the core set of principles taught by Scientology founder L. Ron Hubbard, who is another lying scam artist, I found the tool that I know can help us, and thank God for Mr. L. Ron Hubbard, Farrakhan announced during a sermon in Chicago on July 1st, 2012. Thank God for his research and his teachings. Then there's the matter of Tony Muhammad, the West Coast Regional Minister of the Nation of Islam, whose face is plastered all over the Scientology website. Muhammad is the recipient of the IIS Freedom Medal, the church's most coveted award for spreading its teachings. It's, quote, it's such an ugly marriage of convenience between these two, and it's going to ultimately end in an ugly divorce because both of these organizations believe they are the only true answer, explains Mike Rinder. Scientology, through David Miscavige, has done enormous things to try to engage and involve the Nation of Islam in Scientology. They have subsidized their involvement and given and given the highest Scientology awards to Tony Muhammad, the West Coast leader of the Nation of Islam. They have Nation of Islam people showing up to their events, acting as security. And conversely, Farrakhan is preaching from his pulpit about this great man, L. Ron Hubbard, who's come to save the black man. It's utterly insane, says Rinder. And when it comes to Muhammad's involvement with Scientology, few people know more than Leah Remini, who says that she served as Muhammad's handler of sorts. She says, when I was introduced to Tony Muhammad at the Celebrity Center, he was in a very tough spot. He was not doing well financially. He wasn't making money, and yet he was working for Farrakhan and the Nation of Islam's West Coast representative. Celebrity Center asked me to buddy him and to indoctrinate him into Scientology, and that's exactly what happened. Since he couldn't even pay his rent, I ended up sponsoring him for his introductory courses. Celebrity Center asked me to do this, and he's never paid me back. And he blocks me on Twitter. <laughs> I consider myself a friend to Tony and his family, yet I receive threats from Farrakhan's speech. Leah Remini continues. And you receive a 10% commission anytime you get somebody to do a Scientology service, and you're called a staff member once you start promoting Scientology. Well, the Scientology courses, which is, which is what they've done. So I think there's also a financial benefit to the Nation of Islam telling their followers to study Scientology. So how do you feel about the so-called president of the United States on top of everything else? We get them in bed with another greed-centered cult and another cult deemed A hate group by the southern poverty law center this is disgusting are we great yet i want to ask anybody are we great yet are we there yet (laughs) are we oh is this real life i gotta ask sometimes i wake up that's how i wake up in the middle of the night screaming is this real Are we really living in a country like this? Am I really in this country? Is this happening? Is it real? (laughs) Somebody can grab that clip and they can say, Sarah Devlin, progressive bitch. (laughs) Oh, speaking of bitch, one last thing. Before another progressive bitch. I'm sure you saw AOC was called a bitch. Unbelievable! These effing disgusting Republicans. This is another example. Yet there they go again, proving me right. Republicans are incapable of functioning in a type of free democratic society. They can only pretend to love. All right, that's the bottom line. They don't love America. They're confused by America. They lack the fundamental capabilities to function in America. So Ted Yoho, are you kidding me? He doesn't like AOC. He's got a problem with women, I suppose. According to the Independent of the UK, Justin Vallejo writes, Republican Congressman Ted Yoho has been accused of calling AOC a fucking bitch after a heated exchange on the steps of the Capitol well, I think it was only him yelling at her because he's a tiny little bitch himself. He's the bitch. And a strong woman, what what's his problem? Frankly, what's he afraid of? That he's not going to get his kickback from his big money fucking puppeteers? Yeah, here comes the cursing. It is the it's almost 11, so Quoting a reporter who overheard the exchange, The Hill uh, uh, said, Mr. Yoho made the comment after an interaction over a rise over the rise in violent crime in New York. Ms. Arcasio-Cortez recently claimed that the rise in gun violence, which includes a spike in the number of people critically injured and killed, was the result of people in a position either to shoplift some bread or go hungry for the night. Mr. Yoho allegedly said he, she was disgusting for making the claim and told her, you're out of your freaking mind. After the progressive Democrat responded that he was rude and the pair parted ways in opposite direction, Mr. Yoho rep- reportedly said out loud, fucking bitch. Well, that's who they are. Names like that are another way. That's like the N-word, the B, calling a woman a bitch, calling someone the N-word, calling them a racial slur. These are all ways that the privilege, the power structure, tells you, you and me and everybody else, that they are not in their place. You understand? That's what it means. Fucking bitch. Get back Cross that line. Back in your place, bitch. You're not a nice woman with who gets a patriarchal pat on the head. You're a bitch. You cross that line. You're threatening the privileged and the powerful. That's what the N-word is. You're not in your place, you see. It's what any, it's racial, it's a racial slur. It's what any racial slur is all about. Whatever, what any misogynist slur, what a slur is about. It's trying to correct you and get you back in your place. And yet again, here I say again Republicans, they are incapable on every level, not just incapable of, Having a leadership posi- position in a modern nation, they're incapable of functioning in a modern nation. They would much rather have a nation like Pakistan, except with Jesus, a little bit more Jesus y. We get it. As long as they're on the top and everybody else is in their place. So that's what Yoho, who is Yoho? Who says to Ted Yoho, that's the guy that I want to represent me? What kind of loser votes for a Ted Yoho? In response, Miss Arcasio-Cortez tweeted that she had never spoken to Mr. Yoho before he accosted her on the steps of the nation's Capitol building. She says, I never spoke to Rep. Yoho. He decided to before he decided to accost me, believe it or not, I usually get along fine with my GOP colleagues. We know how to check our legislative sparring at the committee door. But hey, bitches get stuff done. Absolutely right. And that's what it's about. You how many women have been called that? Throughout history. You fucking bitch. It's always when you're not in your place. You get that? What they think your place is. What it should be. You need to know your place, bitch. Mr. Yoho did not respond to the independent's request for comment. Speaking to the Hill, Mr. Yoho said, No comment while a spokesperson for the for congressman Roger Williams who was nearby during the exchange said he didn't hear what he what was said cuz he's a, another coward is he a republican i didn't hear i'm not getting involved he's too busy sucking up he's got work to do you know sucking up to a tax cheating draft dodging licks he's a lickspittle of a con man. So he's got work to do. Right when I googled him, it says Texas GOP. Well, of course. That's why I was I was looking up. Is he a Republican? Uh yes, of course he is. On Fox News, it, the article says, "Texas GOP rep Roger Williams denies AOC claim he yelled at her." Bullshit. He just said he didn't hear it. So there goes Fox News reframing the net. He denies. So then why? Apparently, Yoho apologized. So what's he apologizing for? He either did it or he didn't. If he didn't do it, then he didn't. Why would he have to apologize? But why would she lie about it? Of course she didn't. These people can't control themselves. I'm surprised he didn't yell, Trump 2020, you fucking bitch. Trump 2020. How pathetic do you gotta be to be the effing supporter of a Donald Trump? Come on, guys. Don't you have any dignity? You gonna vote for that serial bankrupt Con man? I mean, really? It's baffling. That's why, I say, why do they give him legitimacy? So, any comments overheard or attributed to Congressman Williams was part of a separate conversation that he and Yoho were having. The spokesperson said, Congressman Williams would have immediately condemned that type of language towards any colleague. Ms. Arcasio-Cortez later claimed that Mr. Williams was lying, lying and joined in with Mr. Yoho in the exchange. She says, Gotta love Republican courage from Rep. Roger Williams of Texas when he undeniably sees another man engaged in a vir- vir- virulent harassment of a young woman. You just pretend you never saw it in the most cartoonish manner possible but, and keep pushing. He's lying, by the way. He joined in with Yoho. What's wild to me is that Roger Williams is, is why you would blatantly lie to a reporter who saw the exchange. You were yelling at me, too, about throwing urine. Third member of Congress who witnessed the exchange, when asked later, demures, saying, I'm thinking about some other issues, and I had got to get to my district and get it done. Yeah, what's your issue? Making the rich richer and sucking up to a con man. If that means sucking up to a dictator envy and con man with a fake university, yeah. And calling somebody a bitch who only wants to ensure that the American people don't die without health care. What a bitch. We wanna we don't wanna live check to check while Jeff Bezos earns uh be, not earns hoards an extra $18 billion in one day while the American people are literally dying, while while the American people are sitting in their home going, shit, am I going to be able to afford my rent? Yeah, she only wants to ensure that the American people get a fair share of the profit that their labor makes possible. What a bitch. Honestly, really. How much longer? How much effing longer are we gonna take it? All right, there's so much more to talk about, but we will have to talk about it tomorrow. What about that? What do you think of that? Why not somebody become a patron? Okay. <laughs> What do you want me to do? Open a vein here? Let's see. Greg, it's become so strange. What? Who's become strange? Greg? Yes, 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 yes. Lining up for food, Patricia. All right. <laughs> I really appreciate all your super chats. Thank you again, Jim and Els and Deborah and John and John F and John T. Two different Johns. My father's name was John. I like the name John. Okay. And Patricia. My aunt's name is Patricia. Okay. It's all in the family. Why does my camera suck? That's what I want to know. Why do I look like a ghost? All the time. You know why? It's because whenever I open up a website, I need to get some better lighting. When Jeff was on the show, he's got great lighting. What the hell? Why do I look like shit? Why does my life suck and everybody else has a good life? Why does everybody have a good life but me? (laughs) You ever feel like that? Yes. Join the human race. That's how it is. God, these Republicans. It's just never ending. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. Look at this. And then Matt Getz. I can confirm that AOC gets along with many of her Republican colleagues on a range of things that don't have to do with anything to do with legislation or politics. She is not a bitch. How dare you? (laughs) I guess he's trying to be nice, but... Oh, my God. We... Really? Oh, well, thanks, Matt Getz. Holy shit. What a world. They're infants. Republicans are infants. Well, what are you going to do? I had another thing I wanted to talk about, but we could talk about it tomorrow. Maybe. If you become a patron. I know you... I know that one person... It doesn't have to be a lot. $2 a month. We just need... We need to... I don't know, whatever. I'm tired. I'm tired of begging. <laughs> I'm tired of this shit. How much longer? I'm tired. You ever just get tired? And you're like, tired, tired, tired. Hmm. Very good. I'm reading someone's tweet. Hey, bro, Jeff Waldoff. Someone tweeted to Jeff and they tagged me. I just came into your convo with Sister Tara Devlin on tonight's Tarabuster. I plan to go back and listen later. It's very nice. That's good. Jeff was good. It was a good conversation. I could see he was looking at his watch, though, after a while. Probably had somewhere to go. He's too polite to say that though. He's a very polite person and very nice person, too. You know what I mean? He's a real person. He's the real goddamn deal. He's a good person. Not like Andy Ngo. He would never be... If he ever got hit with a milkshake, he would never lie and say that there was cement in the milkshake. And then turn it into a GoFundMe campaign that Republican and Democrat assholes, Democratic Party morons, like I think Chuck Schumer actually, Jeff- I think it was even Joe Biden said something about it. Hopped on the bandwagon saying it's an unacceptable, but it never happened, isn't it? It's so unacceptable, it never happened. All right, guys. This was a good show. We had our ups. We had our downs. We had a lot of things happen. At the same time, we had a lot of frustrating things happen, too. You helped me figure out the phone system. That's good. I wish I could figure out this lighting situation. Well, what the thing is, it's that... When I'm reading the websites, you see, this white that hits me, maybe I can—I got to get some kind of light, like a f- screen or something that blocks some of the light. But because when I put on this, when I read a website or something and it's white, it's you're seeing the reflection of the website hitting. That's why it's so blown out. And why is Chuck Todd trending on Twitter? It can't be good. (laughs) It's never good. Guess who, what is this? Chuck Todd said today, "Uh, on the mass front, the president has turned a corner. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. This is why we're in trouble. And that's why I ask you to please support the liberal media. Like... This show, like, give it a thumbs up, share it with your friends, subscribe. For real, the media is part of the problem. the The corporate media. Chuck Todd, the president has turned a corner on mass. F you, Chuck Todd. Now, thank you for normalizing it, for normalizing the con man who's turned a corner. He'll turn a, He'll turn right around and turn that corner again. We know that. This morning, let me go to Anand Garahari's Twitter feed, because this is where I found it. He was saying that, uh, and it's true, the right here on, I'll show you what I'm looking at. You know what's... Well, okay, so he retweeted this ABC News politics. The note, The president is displaying a new tone and a new level of engagement after aides and allies have pleaded with him to recognize the gravity of the moment. Are you serious? And so Anand Garahades writes, you know what's far more serious problem than cancel culture? How someone this oblivious can rise to be a political director of ABC, normalizing incompetent fascism, while unaccountable numbers of qualified, intelligent journalists with a sense of history are laid off. Notice how the corporate media are rallying around Twitter's tone now. Exactly. Exactly, as Anand Giridharadas writes, we're in big ass trouble. The fact that they're normalizing it and falling for it and they they're reporting it as if it's legitimate and sincere. So, we will get into this more tomorrow, hopefully. Definitely, if somebody becomes a patron by tomorrow, by the by tomorrow, five o'clock or so, if we get a new patron, we will have a show. How's about that? Maybe I will have a show anyway. I don't know. I don't know. I gotta be, I gotta kind of stick to my guns. The Patreon challenge. It's hard. It's because I know we will get more patrons, but we got to, we just have to have more shows and spread the spread the, we got to find more community. That's how it goes. So we're in this together for real. We know it. You know it. I know it. Okay. Where is, where is you? Where is you? Did I shut the damn thing? Where is my people? Where's my people gone? Where's my sheeples? What is this? Nice backhanded compliment from Matt Getz. Exactly, Tony. She is not a bitch. F you, Matt. Oh, thank you. How gallant. Chivalry is not dead. My God, where do we live? Where the hell do we live? Is this real? I'm serious. Uh, are we living in a real... Am I living in some kind of performance art piece? Is that what's happening? Are we going to wake up and Republicans are going to go, Surprise! It's all been this elaborate Andy Kaufman, Kaufman-like performance art. And really. That's what it feels like sometimes. All right, I'm I'm really stalling now because I'm just I'm fine. I'm trying to find you. Here you go. Here we go. We're going. We're finding you. It's happening. I'll see you. All right, my friends, thank you all for your super chats. There's still a couple of seconds if you want a super chat. Or become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. And now, uh, also, like and share the show with your friends. Go to the iTunes page and give the show a good review. All that stuff. God. I know, I've been spoiling you with too many podcasts. Maybe you're getting used to it. I It's... I need to do more shows, more shows, more listeners, more listeners, more shows, more listeners, more shows, more patrons, more shows, more listeners, more patrons, more consistent shows. Do you get it? And at a set time. That's how it has to happen. Otherwise, we're done. The problem is doing the sporadic shows during the week and not... Having a consistent set time because people have to know when you're gonna be on. Are they gonna sit down? Okay, now I'll listen to Tara. Now I'll listen to, you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Hi, Junior. Are you coming up or not? Or are you just staring at me? Get up here. Get up here. All right, forget you. Forget you. Guys. It's been great. I want to thank you. I also want to thank Jeff Waldorf. Go and subscribe to him as well. That is in order. And hopefully, we'll have him on. The, he'll, we'll have him on the air again. We definitely will. Oh, hi, Junior. Finally, you're here. Just in time to say. Good night, everybody. right, you're my baby. Oh, I love you. I love you, baby. I love you. (laughs) I love this cat, everyone. I love this cat. All right. My name is Tara Devlin. Thank you so much for hanging out. And thank you, Jeff. Walled off from TYT Nation for a really great conversation. Remember what I always say we stick together, we win, and we will win because we are on the right side of history. We are on the right side of democracy. My name is Tara Devlin. Thank you so much for hanging out. Hopefully, become a patron and definitely. I will see you tomorrow night.